Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I can't tell when I'm talking or when I'm not talking. You're talking. Am I? Yes. I'm talking? Yes. Your mouth is moving. What? I'm going to stab you by the end of the night. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. With the exception of the late, great Abraham Lincoln, I can be more presidential than any president that's ever held this office. That I can tell you. And that's satire. Right? And that's irony and that's coincidence it's a metaphor on father's day mike segura dad of three spent the day banging and now this is the real deal this is why you are here this isn't a fire drill it's the fire festival and a full-on disaster our feature presentation morning everybody brand new kevin and bean show it is wednesday morning the 19th of june what's up lanyaps what don't know that word. Ooh, lanyaps is a good word. Is it? We have we uh, see it a lot in uh, in Louisiana. It's a uh, French Louisiana word. Okay, lanyap, and it means and it gets used a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a um, how do I describe it? It's like a uh, like bonus. Like if you go to you know a baker's dozen of donuts. Sure, mm-hmm. that thirteenth donut is a lanyap. It's an extra. It's a bonus. It's a little something more and better than you expected. Thank you, Mister Know It All. It's a good word. Okay. Could have sworn yeah. you said lanyards. Same. No, no, lanyap. Lanyap. Lanyap, yeah. You should also try to use words that other people have heard. Mm-hmm. Or at least, at least regionally on the radio station in which you are on. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a, a useful word that right. I see all, all the time that I think needs to needs a wider audience. Yeah, that's great. Until our audience catches a plane to New Orleans, they're not going to know that word. <laughs> One of well, my we... favorite words um, is used in England, and it's what uh-huh. you're being right now, a bellend. Oh, say again? A bellend. A bellend. See, now I don't know that word. Yeah. Just... I love learning new words. What's a bellend? It's like how the uh, tip of, of your man part is mm-hmm. um, looks like a bell end. Oh. Yeah. So it's like I'm going to just, just keep it a bean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're just being a dick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like you're also being pretty start. pretty lanyap, so pretty, pretty extra. I'm, I'm very lanyappy. You're yen lapping it up, I'd say. I think you're being a lanyard. Again, I think you heard lanyard because you know the word lanyard, but Mm. I did say lanyard. We'll play it back later. Please do. It is spelled not like I thought it would be spelled. No, it's L-A-G, hold on, L-A-G-N-I-A-P-P-E? Yes, P-E. Wow. Yeah. Wow, impressive. It's a legit word, you guys. No, it is. I I looked it up because I thought you were lying. No, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, two pieces of uh, news to get started with. Um, neither are great. I'm going to be honest. I don't, <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't mean to. Sabine rolls right here. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I 
I should say that Taco Bell, a a fine sponsor of the world famous K Rock. Yep. Okay, is a phenomenal. Nope. nope. Being told restaurant. nope. Mm-mm. Oh well, it doesn't so matter. You can say whatever you we want. only There's... take we only take money from very good places like Del Taco. Oh, we uh, love Del Taco. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't have any problem with Taco Bell. I I think they're a national treasure. Forgive me. I think they're an international treasure. Uh, I don't eat there. I haven't eaten there in years. But I, I eat saw... there a lot. I eat there a lot. I thought you did. I yeah. thought this was your place. Yeah. Now, are you familiar with the Mexamelt? Uh, yes. The Mexamelt <laughs> apparently has just been discontinued by Taco Bell, I am being told. <laughs> oh, and no. there's a friend of a friend of mine last night online, devastated, trying to start a Save the Mexamelt campaign. Here's what he said. Always stayed true to itself. Wasn't trying to win you over by wrapping itself in a <laughs> spicy Dorito or making itself into fries. It was just beef, fiesta salsa, and a melted cheese blend grilled to perfection. I guess it was too pure for this world. <laughs> <laughs> Now, is the Mexamelt in your rotation, Kevin? Yeah, it's good. What? It's good. What it's, happened? It's just kind of like a quesadilla, right? You're asking me, a guy who buys it occasionally, what happened? Well, I'm just asking you to... I don't to know. Uh, take an educated guess. They weren't selling enough or they were too expensive? But it sounds make? perfect. Well, I'm sure they're not canceling it because it's perfect. I don't so know. So we could probably rule that out. Are you sure? Too pure for this world? Yes, Sam. That's I why. Just, I don't understand how something that's perfect can be canceled. Right. Okay, that's thing one. Canceled. Thing two. Um, his last words were, if I can open it up, then it will be magic. But if I can't, it will be tragic. <laughs> oh, no. This is an Indian magician known as the Wizard Mandrake who was doing one of these stunts where you get tied up with steel chains and rope, and then you get lowered into the water, mm. and then you unlock yourself, and you swim to the surface until you don't. He was down there, uh, and they, I guess they finally sent somebody in to look for his body after 30 minutes. <laughs> 20, they're like, you know what? He's good. Let's give him a little time. I swear he's He'll coming work it back. He's, yeah, he's going to get through. <laughs> 30 minutes he was down there. I feel like there should have been, I don't know if this had been in in America, I feel like there would have been some sort of safety protocol, some sort of stunt coordinator or an assistant or somebody who yeah, would have would, known. I would assume that conversation is one that's had before they do the stunt. And I, I read this too. I, aren't these fake? What do you mean, aren't they fake? Like, don't they really know they're going to get out? Well, I mean, I, this guy had done it multiple times before. I assume that they have a key under their tongue yeah, or something. that's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, thought it was like a rigged thing. He's really bad at it then. No, it's a, yeah. it's a magic trick, Jensen. Oh, I mean, there's, there's the key. To, what am I supposed to do now? I've got to wait to poop it out. <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs> going to be a long wait. I mean, this is how magic tricks works. Is there's supposed to be something that, that they're able to access that you don't know about, some way to get out of the steel right. chains in the rope. Yeah. It's not real magic. You know that, right? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I mean, I think that's what he started with. I'm referencing the idea that shouldn't this always be like he, he should get out always. That's always, what magic right. is. Like yes. you're supposed to be. You're, I'm a mark. You're supposed to be like faking me out. I think right. what we're saying is the magician should know how to get out of it. Absolutely. Um, is what we're saying, Jensen. If he can <laughs> open it up, it will be magic. But if he can't, it will be tragic. 
So his body was found eventually about two kilometers away from he alive? the He's alive? He's alive. He did it. Yeah. He did wow, not. it's a miracle. Oh, good for him. Magic he, is great. He's not alive. Oh, Last man. thing he heard was about the Mexi-Melt, though, and that's probably why he, <laughs> oh, he didn't no. even try that hard. You know, I'm not even going to try and free you know myself. I know where the key is. I'm going to forget about it. I'm just going to live down here now. <laughs> the uh, body was identified by his brother. They have launched an, uh, 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 an investigation into how the accident occurred. Which well, I he think... figured it out. He's a bad magician. I think it's fairly, I think it's fairly obvious how it occurred. Uh, he had performed a similar stunt 21 years ago at the same location when he got inside a bulletproof glass box tied with a chain and locks and dropped down from a bridge. In that, and by the way, I don't know why the glass box had to be bulletproof because mm-hmm. he's you know underwater. I mean, I don't know who's coming out. Uh, yeah, but he came out within 29 seconds that time. Mm. Now here's the most uh, 30 minutes versus 29 seconds. Big difference. Here's my favorite paragraph of the whole thing, and this is why you mock the the late magician, the uh, the Mandrake Wizard. But he also attempted a similar stunt on the river in 2013, but drew scorn from onlookers, onlookers after he was seen escaping from a locked cage through a door. <laughs> so they were ticked off that they saw how the trick was done, and he was reportedly beaten and punched by spectators following the incident. They take uh, their magic seriously. No wonder he was so, uh, he was really trying magic now. I, I better do I it guess. for real. That's like, I'm going to stay one more minute. Okay, one more minute. Okay. Oh, I'll show them. Right? Uh-huh. Or Conspiracy Alley. Ooh. Maybe the people in the town got together and rigged it and said, if he's really a magician, we can rig it and he'll, and he'll get, get out. out. Oh. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Technically like, murderers. Yeah. Murder, yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like they put a different lock on it or something like yes. that. Yes. didn't have the key yes. to it. Yes. I just I don't know what's going on where you 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 blow the ma- hang on Linus you blow the magic trick and then they beat you you know what I mean yeah. is there some like, type of magic trick that can make Linus shut the f up as soon as I bring him downstairs he'll go right to sleep but I left him right. in bed this morning anyway that's uh, that's all I got sorry about the magician sorry about the Mexi-Milt. Mm. which are you more sorry about? I mean I think the Mexi-Milt. Obviously. I feel like mm. we're all okay yeah although I just okay. like the Mexi-Milt. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about today's Kevin and Beecho shall we. What can fans, without giving too much away, what can can we expect? Uh, nothing. Nothing, right. That's mm-hmm. the answer. Nothing. Right. Uh, I don't know if you were listening the day that we brought you the news of the fecal transplant. Mm. It's um, it's not pleasant, mm. but apparently... This is the punk band you're talking about, yes. right? Fecal transplant? <laughs> but apparently it works miracles for people until it doesn't. Oh, no. So we're going to talk about that today. Uh, Lamar... I'm sorry, the Lakers' odds of winning the NBA completely flipped. Completely flipped. I don't even quite understand how Overnight, they're... they went from zeros to heroes. Yeah. And now they uh, now there's talk that they could get Kawhi Leonard. It's all insane. <laughs> they're just going to be the best team in the world. And I mean, nothing that, we can do. It wouldn't. They failed up. It wouldn't suck. Uh, you got someone fired we're going to talk about today? And Shia LaBeouf. Will join us. Actual cannibal. Actual cannibal. Mm-hmm. Actual cannibal. Correct. He will be joining us a little bit later on this morning's Kevin and Bean Show. We will take a break and come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Uh, first though, it's Wednesday morning. Allie's here with our first look at what's happening. What's going on? Uh, you guys watch comedians in cars getting coffee? Love it. Yes. 
I love, love it. it too. There obviously are certain episodes that I absolutely want to watch. Yeah, some are better than others. And then I'm shocked at ones that I wasn't really interested in, like not super big fan of the person. Those wind up being fascinating. It's I think a great all of them show. are good. Absolutely. Uh, however, I still think the best one ever was Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks from the first season. Of course. I'm just saying it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Right. Oh. Well, the 11th season of Comedians and Cards Getting Coffee debuts on July 19th on Netflix. Quite the lineup, you guys. Thanks for asking. Jerry Seinfeld's going to be rolling up in one of his cars to pick up these people. Eddie Murphy. That's a good one. Wow. Right there. The recluse. I mean, just stop it. He is rarely interviewed. Yes. He's going to get to the bottom of some stuff. I assume. Or they'll just have some coffee and some snacks and drive around. It'll be cool. So Eddie Murphy, Seth Rogen, Ricky Gervais, Matthew Broderick, Jamie Foxx, Sebastian Maniscalco, Martin Short, Mario Joyner, Melissa Villasenor, Bridget Everett, and Barry Martyr. So Gervais, Maniscalco, Joyner, and Martyr have all appeared on the show before, but the rest, first-timers. I am embarrassed to say I do not know the last two names. On I didn't that either. List. Bridget Everett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Oh my god. Uh, Amy Schumer, friend. She's uh, she's wild. She's a nuts. Yeah, and she's so funny. <laughs> sings and dances, and also does comedy. She's just out of her mind. Puts a I'm lot sure of people right into her. her big bosom. I think she's in Trainwreck or one of those movies. Yeah, she's yeah. been. Oh, yeah, Bean. I'll tell you off the air. I'm trying to think, and it's going to take too long. You okay. have seen her, absolutely. I'm sure I have. I just don't know the name, but that's yes. cool. I, I'm excited. I mean, I watch every episode of that show, so I'm, I'm super psyched. And you're right, uh, Jensen. Eddie Murphy, how rarely is he interviewed? Yeah, he does nothing, so this will be good. It'll be real good. I, want, I assume they're going to be talking a lot about stand-up, and maybe we'll finally get a real answer as to why he doesn't do it anymore. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you just trying to figure out the Bridget Everett thing? Yeah. Even though you said you'd do it off the air? No, uh, because he's going to be so upset that he doesn't know this. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, though. I mean, I think we're all good. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Because Everyone's okay. she played the mom in a movie that you and I both loved. We go on Patty the air Cakes? in like Patty three, Cakes. three yeah. minutes. Oh. She played the mom in Patty Cakes. Okay. Oh, she's the mom in Patty Cakes. Oh, that was worth it. That was so oh. worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, yeah, she's wonderful. I'm just saying, Bridget Everett is, is a goddess. Look Patty Cakes. It. Yeah, that, Patty Cakes. Great movie. Kevin, you see Patty Cakes? I just... I feel like you'd love it. Just Me like it. Don't care. You'd love Kevin, it. you didn't see Patty Cakes? I don't think so, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. By the way, How even did... if he saw it, I'm not sure he'd remember. Like, he'd be like, oh, That's very maybe. true. Yeah. I think you'd love it. Okay. She's Great. a you rapper. Went, you went to girl. see Men in Black International, yeah, yet you haven't seen Patty Cakes. Uh, Yes. That's that, a that's a poor that's use of your time. I feel like we knew that before we said it. So. <laughs> this radio person is the whole problem. Okay, all right. Um, here's something interesting. Did you guys see the Adam Sandler Jennifer Aniston movie on Netflix that just came out, Murder Mystery? No. I got I got through ten minutes. I did really? Not. And then I fell asleep. Really? How would I ever watch an Adam Sandler movie ever? I like them. <laughs> I do. I, I don't like the movie, but I like them because I like to see how Adam Sandler spends other people's money. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy that he just takes friends on vacations. And he's like, "We'll film something while we're there." <laughs> like I enjoy that part of him. Well, I'll tell you this: Murder Mystery, the latest Adam Sandler film, also starring Jennifer Aniston on Netflix, broke viewing records on the streaming service. The film was seen by close to 30.9 million households 
in its first three days. This according to a tweet sent out yesterday. By the way, Netflix, they used to keep their ratings a secret. Mm -hmm. Executives would argue that the data doesn't matter. They don't rely on advertising. We don't need to tell you. However, in recent months, Netflix has been highlighting a number of hand-selected success stories. AKA ones that help their narrative. They're going to keep doing that, too. Um, Over the next several months, we're going to be rolling out more specific granular reporting. First to our producers, then to our members, to be more fully transparent about what people are watching on Netflix around the world. By the way, another recent earnings call, executives shared that the Ben Affleck starring movie Triple Frontier, watched Mm -hmm. by over 52 million Households in its first four weeks. I saw that. That was great. Really? Yeah. I was just getting ready to call BS. No, it was really, really good. 50 million in three days? No, that was in four weeks. Four weeks. weeks. I still think these numbers, I mean, I don't know. They've released numbers on things like Fuller House is the most watched show we've ever had. I'm like, this seems like autoplay based numbers. Does that make sense? Because things play when you're done with a show. Like other things you might automatically play. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. On on Netflix? How many people do you think are falling asleep with their Netflix on? Uh, I mean, I agree with uh, A lot of people. <laughs> hey, by I the did. Way, I did, by the way. Yeah. Murder Mystery, 10 minutes in. I went, good night. It's super boring. I think you still is... counted, though, in the 30.9 million. It's Correct. super boring is what I hear, Jetson. Oh, yeah. The Adam Sandler thing. Like, deadly boring. Hmm. Well, I fell asleep, so that makes sense. There you go. Hmm. Kevin, um, add this to your list. Um, Triple Frontier is great, first of all. Ben Affleck. Oscar Isaac and Charlie Hunnam star in it. All right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real. It's your. It's totally your kind of movie. I would not fall asleep. It's a special. That. It's I a mean, special ops uh, soldier after. heist movie. <laughs> Why you know don't you start with saying, that? Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Some birthdays for you. We've got Paula Abdul, Felicia Rashad, Felicia Rashad. Mm-hmm. Why does it sound weird? Felicia Rashad. You're saying it right. Felicia Rashad. Are you tripping balls? <laughs> 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 What? Why? Felicia Rashad. Why? Felicia Rashad. Why am I? Felicia. That sounds funny. Felicia. Are you guys hearing it like I'm hearing oh, it in oh my God. head? Oh, it's 6 a.m., guys. Is people are listening. Is it slowing down? Oh, Is we, time slowing? We just went on the people air. Oh, shoot. Okay. Uh, Hugh Dancy, Zoe Saldana, Paul Dano. Dano? What is going I'm, on with you? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Kevin, do I want a fecal transplant or do I not want a fecal transplant? You don't want it, but you want to know about it. What okay. happened is Bean was out and Allie was out and Jensen mm-hmm. were out. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, Megan fill in with me, Megan Holiday, mm-hmm. And we introduced the audience to the fecal transplant. And I feel Why like you guys... You do that? I yes. feel like the three of you missed out. <laughs> oh, So just no. a quick course in what happens when you don't have enough good bacteria in your stomach. In some cases, that's not enough. Gastroenterologist Dr. Elsa Hart is working with colleagues from Imperial College on novel approaches to rebalancing gut bacteria, the most drastic of which involves performing a fecal transplant. All right, so mm. you're, you're really at, your, at the end of the rope. And you're like, okay. okay, listen, I need something to stop all my stomach trouble. I'll try okay. anything at anything, this point. Yeah. Okay. No matter how crazy it sounds. Feces from a healthy donor. <laughs> okay, you still in? <laughs> Wait. Oh, feces from a healthy donor. No, I don't need to hear it again, Kevin. I'm just, I'm uh, wrapping my why head around it. You want to wrap your head around it, so I just thought. Feces from a healthy donor. Hmm. Where, where is how that starts. Where do they put it? Are transplanted 
into the guts of patients suffering from a condition called pouchitis. First of all, that's not true. Pouchitis isn't a thing. It's a made-up thing. And <laughs> so how, uh, how does it get to the hold gut? Hold up. Oh, God. Hold on. Oh, God. Luckily, I'm Jewish, so when I was born, they stopped my pouchitis. <laughs> First, the donor feces are blended with salt water. Okay, good. And then filtered. It sounds, I must admit, slightly revolting. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> Sounds slightly revolting. No, it's filtered, so it's a little better. No. Right. Do they mix it with salt water because it tastes better that way? Oh, there's no, no taste. Come on. There's I'm no trying taste. to figure out how they get it in the dude's stomach. You'll find out. The next stage is to put the fecal solution into the patient. We take a nasogastric tube. Down it goes, down the nose. Down the nose, into the patient's yeah. stomach. Oh, I did down not, the, did down not the think nose. nose. No, did not think we were going Beans. that way. Who saw down the nose Jensen. coming? No. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I did not have down the nose in the office pool. <laughs> no. Oh, down my gosh. the nose. Can there Whoa. not be a better plan than that? Oh. I know. I'm with you, Allie. I would rather have them perform surgery and literally cu cut open my stomach I'd rather and have insert a, it that way. I'd rather have a catheter. I'd rather go through the front. I'd rather deal with having colitis or whatever <laughs> these people have. So this is a, a miracle new process, and uh -huh. uh, turns out people have died from it. Oh, no. Now in the past, like, week. Hmm. Yes, yes. So they are, uh, the Food and Drug Administration announced on Thursday that they are stopping uh, fecal transplants until they figure out what went wrong here. Oh, and I think no. they have some hints that it had to do with bacteria or something. I don't know, but I do know there's a person who will know. And it's a good friend, Dr. Mo, who I've just been informed has been coming on the Kevin and Bean show to talk us through medical issues. Is this right, doctor? For 16 years now. Can you believe that? What? 16 years. Wow. All right. Dr. So far, do we have it all right as far as fe fecal transplants? Well, there's a lot to unpack here. Oh, oh man! Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Welcome. So to you actually talk. are you uh, actually are pooping out somebody else's poop, right? That happens. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. All right. So the the reason this started was there was this thing called C. difficile, Clostridium difficile, and what happened was we take so many antibiotics for so many things that these antibiotics were wiping out normal bacteria leaving behind in your colon this other bacteria called C. difficile and it used to give you this like roaring bad diarrhea. So when you'd hear about these things called antibiotic associated diarrhea and that was pretty bad. Well the problem was evolution happened and this C. difficile got so bad and so toxic it would literally rot your colon. Oh. All right. Yeah. Good okay. morning everybody. Good morning. So yeah, welcome to Poop Talk. So um, next is so what they wanted to do is like, all right, well, if we got rid of that good, got rid of the bacteria, bad, right? Well, no, the, if if the good bacteria got wiped out, allowing the oh. bad one to take over, if you put regular stool that was quote healthy unquote back in there and repopulate it, it would sort of like get rid of the infection. And you know what? It worked. Have you done this? No. Oh heck no! I'm just a surgeon. I just cut people open. Oh, but anyway. So, do you also close them? <laughs> well, when they ask nice. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Mo, um, how, long, how long has the fecal transplant procedure been around, and how many times do you estimate it has been used successfully before this death happened this week? Well, it's been going on for a couple of years, and some of the last studies show it's got a 75 to 90% success rate with one treatment. Wow. So okay. There, wow. There, there is something here, yeah. And so okay. then the, when you guys talked about pouchitis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys didn't realize how, and it, this sounds really strange, how cool and almost science fiction stuff that this British guy was talking about. What pouchitis is, is these patients are so sick, 
and, and they've had these diseases, probably like uh, some sort of inflammatory bowel disease. Anyway, they had their colon removed and surgeons built a little new colon called a pouch out of their small intestine. And sometimes that needs like bacteria that's normally found in stool. So they figured out a way how to populate that pouch that was surgically created to create these people new colons with stool. What so you doing what today, honey? Uh, I'm going to go in and I'm going to rebuild a I'm colon. I'm getting a robot colon. Uh, and I'm going to use somebody else's poop to do it. Yeah. All right. Good so luck. The pouch I just think was actually a little bit cooler than it sounded like, although to the layperson it sounds freaking badass crazy. So anyway. So was the problem here, Dr. Mo, because you know, as usual, we never have as, as much time as we'd like with you, but is the problem here that this fecal matter, this healthy fecal matter that was put in somebody else's stomach reacted in a way that they did not expect. Right. So this brings us to the, the death issue, which was they're doing this uh, for patients that they called immunocompromised. So these are sick patients that probably have problems with bad bacteria that got wiped out by the good bacteria, and they're trying to repopulate it like we talked about earlier. And what's happening now is there are bacteria in normal people that are multi-drug resistant. And we actually talked about this on your show back in 2005, if you can believe it. Sure, I remember. I but <laughs> what's happened now is in all of us, we have bacteria like staph and strep and E. coli that used to be able to be wiped out with one bacteria, but now are resistant to a whole bunch of them. And what happened in this case is a guy who was healthy didn't know he carried these like super versions of E. coli and when they put them in these two patients they got super sick and one of them died mm. so the FDA basically said alright we know this works in most people but but this is a, a new twist on it that it didn't even dawn on them how this could possibly happen. Does this give us less of a chance of having to put somebody else's feces down our nose? <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I feel like the death helps me in that case. I, I think. I, I, I think you. Got, yeah, I think you're doing better. But remember, the okay. nose thing is they put an NG tube down, so you didn't have to taste it. You didn't have to smell it. They basically put a thin tube oh. down your nose. Bro, your I'm not taking I'm your out. word for I'm it, out. bro. Uh, <laughs> you haven't had it yet, so I'm just going to say I do taste it and I do smell it. So. Okay. Uh, Hi, uh, Jensen, by the way. Uh, uh, good morning. Yes, good exactly. morning. Right. right. Fabulous. Uh -huh. okay. Outstanding. Right. Wonderful. Right. Terrific. Right. Terrific. Good morning. Right. Yeah. This is okay. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you. This is Dr. Bo. This is uh, the tip of the iceberg in a bigger problem where humanity is becoming uh, is developing more and more bacteria that are resistant to antibiotics. And down the road, this is going to be a way bigger problem than just one dude in a fecal transplant, right? Uh, yeah. Oh Bigger no! Picture. Does and, that know, mean we're back in danger of somebody else's feces down our nose? <laughs> <laughs> we were wait, just out of wait, danger thirty seconds ago. You're worried about feces down the nose? Yes. You forgot what Dr. Drew talked about the other day about typhoid and bubonic plague? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Infections we're in bad are going to kick our ass. <laughs> okay. All right, Dr. Bo, we always appreciate your insight. He is the head of medical quality at St. Mary's Medical Center in Long Beach and a good friend, long time of the Kevin and Bean Show. Have a great week. We'll talk to you again, sir. Thank you. See you guys. Bye. It's Kevin and Bean. K U Rock K R O Q. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast uh in about a minute we're going to talk to rj bell about the lakers and how you can bet on them and make money and everything else but first dave the king of mexico is here dave you guys voting for, for president for the dodgers, dodgers. the all-star game ah Oh, is it that time of year again? Of course it yes. is. Yes. Yeah, well, right now, the Major League Baseball is doing something a little different where now they're doing, like, preliminary voting. So they're voting for the top three position players right. to become starters and then top nine outfielders. Okay. And right now, some of the Dodgers are doing pretty good. Cody Ballinger is uh, number one overall, but we got Jock in, in seventh, and then we have Justin Turner, Corey Seager, and Max Muncy just outside the top three. So we need to get those guys in the top three so they could be voted to Congrats be starting. Congrats to baseball for finding a more confusing thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah no sport. kidding. But, what was wrong with the way they were doing it? <laughs> yeah, but it makes it a <laughs> lot too easier much because all you gotta do is go to Google. Okay. Go to Google, okay. type in MLB All-Stars, and then you get to vote. There you go. Boom! Go right, Dodgers. Who's the, who's the one player you're going to be really mad if he doesn't make the All-Star team? <sighs> Alex Verdugo, who's killing it right now. Okay. He's an outfielder right. for the Dodgers, and he's, right. he's second year, just killing it. That's Dave's pick, you guys. All, All right. right, so MLB All-Star voting is going on until when, Dave? When's the, when's the cutoff? You got until Friday. Friday, All and, right. then, and then you vote for the starters. So we okay. uh, stop this. Be, how many tiers are there in this voting scheme? <laughs> I can't believe the voting takes longer in those games. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, promised Laker talk because things have changed tremendously in the last week for Los Angeles's premier franchise. Hit it, Steve. Direct to Las Vegas to the founder of pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press, and the co-host of Straight Out of Vegas with RJ Bell, which airs on Fox Sports Radio weekdays at three. RJ, how you been, my friend? You know, so I have an idea, guys. Is yeah. it should be in my contract next year. Okay. Right? I mean, as someone ascends the industry, they get more demands. Let's uh, be honest. Uh, okay. That Dave should always be the guest before me. 
And then people are going to be like, that RJ sounds deep-voiced. He sounds intelligent. <laughs> so Dave talking about voting for the Dodgers did not necessarily I, do it for you. It sounded like Dave's teenage son. <laughs> That's about right. Like, what was he doing? He was going, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he seemed very nervous. Wow. Listen to RJ, RJ bringing coming the heat. Hard. I, love, I love Dave. I like He's it. a great producer. Take it easy. Right. He's not Keep that either. Here. Come on right. now. All right, here's the headline that just uh, kind of blew our minds a little bit. Las Vegas oddsmakers pick the Lakers as the NBA title favorite. RJ, lay this out for us in lay people's terms here. So you get you get one new player and all of a sudden everything turns upside down. Well, I, that's why the NBA is such a player's league, right? If you really think the NFL and imagine if there's a dispute amongst the players and the owners. You know the favorite is going to be the owners. We've seen it with the kneeling for the anthem and all of that. In the NBA, there's what, 15 guys that really matter? Superstars, yeah. And LeBron is at the top of that list, though. Here's the question, and I don't want to be a naysayer. LeBron had his worst season by far last year. Now, if you just look at the calendar, he's not old enough. You would think, oh, huge drop off. The wall is coming. But LeBron has had a one-of-a-kind career when it comes to mileage on his legs. Not only all those regular season games, all those playoff games, eight straight trips to the finals before this most recent season, and then even the Olympics a couple times. Mm -hmm. So to me, was last year the beginning of the downfall or the downtrend of LeBron? You can't let us enjoy this I, for a minute, no, I'm RJ. just trying to give you the question. <laughs> no, hey, honestly, listen, I think I think it's oh, oh, you guys knew what hey. the odds were. If you just wanted me to read the odds, you didn't need me. <laughs> right? Um, I think there was a lot of clearly we're not going to go anywhere this year. So I don't think his stats necessarily reflect I where agree. he is. Okay. That's the question, though. Once right. he was injured, because on Christmas Day... The Lakers were fourth seeds in the West, which was mighty good. They mm -hmm. had a vibe. In fact, LeBron the year before with the Cleveland team was only a four seed when they went to the finals. But then he got hurt. The team dropped off. And then they tried to change, remember, or trade for Anthony Davis. And at that point, the whole team got, let's say, upset because they felt like they were no longer important except for LeBron. And the team kind of rebelled. Well, now those guys, most of them have been traded. Lakers were able to keep Kuzma, which was good. And now they got Anthony Davis, one of the top 10 players in the league. But Anthony Davis has never done much or anything really in the playoffs. I don't it, think I like your attitude. Is that because <laughs> of lack of opportunity or is that because he just isn't a playoff caliber guy? Most would say lack of opportunity. Let's hope so if you're a Laker fan. But RJ, if you're looking at odds as you do, like the Lakers being the favorite to win the NBA championship with six players on their roster uh, and didn't make the playoffs last year, this is a terrible bet. Uh, yes, because the, here's why it's terrible. The Lakers have maybe the most intense fans in basketball. Now, you might say that sounds like a good thing. Yeah, it is for the Lakers. But think about the betting market. Mm -hmm. The Chicago Cubs back in the day are a good analogy. Every year there was all these schlubs, and I say that lovingly, from <laughs> Chicago that would come to Vegas, and they always wanted a $20 
World Series future ticket in their pocket. Why? Because it was going to be a souvenir. Mm-hmm. That's what history told them. But all that betting made the Cubs' odds get depressed. In a way, that's the case with the Lakers. If the if the exact same team, LeBron, Anthony Davis, et cetera, Kuzma, were on Minnesota, the odds were not be four to one, and that's what they are for the Lakers. It's because L.A., one, has such intense fans, and two, it's so geographically close. you got a lot of people coming for the weekend that bet on the Lakers. All right, let me, let me just run down the list of odds because then try to put this into perspective for us. Lakers are first, Bucks are second, Clippers are third. Which makes no sense. Then Raptors and Warriors. All right, here's why the Clippers. One, this year the Clippers – really did better than expected. They have a foundation better than expected. Okay. They're also amongst the favorites, if not the favorite, for Kawhi Leonard, the MVP with Toronto of this year's finals. The theory is, if he goes to the Clippers, how good is that team? And there's a very good chance Kawhi goes to the Clippers. That's The last thing I want to do is bet on rich white guys picking up players. <laughs> it's, it seems like I'm not even betting on the games anymore. I'm betting well, on the front office. I mean, you sound so urban. I see your point about <laughs> not wanting, you know, those no, rich I mean, white listen, guys. I'm the most urban person at K-Rod. Yeah. So. That's true, by the way. <laughs> Let's hope not. But, uh, but RJ, um, are, so are we all to believe that the Golden State Warriors reign is over then because of those because just because they had a bunch of injuries in the finals? I mean, won't those guys, most of those guys be back for next season? No, see, that's the thing. Here's the caveat, and this is amazing. We actually, this is a world premiere announcement because we just finished the research. We'll talk about it today. Last year, the whole regular season, so 30 teams playing 82 games had two major injuries from players that were playing 20 minutes or more. So, you know, just a a key player that was out for like 11 months or so, like almost a year, only two Mm -hmm. the whole year. In the finals, Golden State had two. So the whole season or the finals, the same amount of catastrophic 11, 12-month injuries. Durant, 11, 12 months expected. Clay Thompson, 11, 12 months. Now, where Durant is going to be, we don't even know. He's so good that it's it's assumed that some teams, the Knicks most likely, will sign him to a four-year max contract that will be like, a, you know, 100, 100 plus million dollars. While injured. While he's going to miss the first quarter, in theory, one year of the four years. He's that good, but he's likely not even going to be on Golden State and Clay Thompson likely wouldn't even be back until the finals next year. How does the team make the finals if they lose? This is Golden State. Now, their first best player, Durant, by most accounts. Their third best player, Clay. Now, Draymond Green, let's just say he likes the buffet. So he, <laughs> he's struggling. So you got you got Steph back who fought like a warrior, no pun intended, in the finals. But listen, you can't do it by yourself. So at this point, Golden State who has been historic favorites for years, 11-1. to The Raptors are ahead of them, Clippers, and the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis from the East. Lakers are the favorite. All right, we're out of time. I just want to ask you, of the top five, what's for people who don't care about basketball, what's the best bet? I would say Milwaukee because Giannis disappointed this year in the playoffs, but that's a learning curve for for these young players. He's probably the best young player. Milwaukee at 7-1, to I would like. I do think the Lakers deserve to be a favorite, though. I just don't think it's great value. My long shot's the Pelicans, RJ. Uh, You know, I think over the next five years, that's a good bet. Hey, 
RJ, um, I don't care. But uh, <laughs> do you uh, do you know James Holzauer from Jeopardy? You know a little bit, a awesome. little bit. Now, he was a guy. He, first of all, amazing. It makes sports better. See, you guys were ahead of the time saying, you know, these sports betters are kind of smart. James did a great job, yeah. no doubt. But he was a famous guy in that he wasn't famous, meaning he really tried to keep himself unknown because the more unknown you are, the better or the more often you can bet without trouble from those dastardly bookies. Well, that's over now for him. Oh, for <laughs> well, he's, he's got enough money. So. If it weren't for it, those California taxes, though, oh, oh, man, I don't know if you read about oh, that. Unreal. <laughs> RJ is the founder of Pregame.com. Don't miss his iTunes podcast, RJ Bell's Dream Preview, which is awesome. And the daily radio show, Straight Out of Vegas with RJ Bell, 3 to 4 on Fox Sports Radio weekdays. We'll talk again soon, my friend. Thanks for jumping on. Thank you, guys. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. All right, Jensen, you have something to tell us, or what's going on here? Which one of us did you get fired? Well, no. That's the question. Oh. Have you gone to HR? No, not yet. Okay. No. You I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to grab your testes, honestly. I was reaching for a pen. Sure. You've said that numerous times I now. mean, that is where <laughs> Jensen keeps his pens. <laughs> I, I, I guess it's that I, I recently have been thinking about this dude that one time worked on my car, mm-hmm. and he was a real jerkwad. And he was, like, rude, and he cost me a ton of money. And my dad had worked at Galpin for years. Right. My dad worked at Galpin for, I don't know, 14 years. And this is much after his death. But I said to the guy, I said, you're being a real jerk. And he even amped up the jerkness. Ah. And I was like, dude, help me here. I'm just asking you. I was being as polite as humanly possible. And he just kept drilling me. And I go, you know what, dude? I'm going to give you one last chance. I, I, I genuinely, let's just work this out so it goes okay. I said, uh... Because my dad worked there for 14 years. He said, mm-hmm. what's your dad's name? I don't know him. I said, well, he's dead. It would be weird if he still worked there and he was dead. Uh, and I said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Bert and Bo then. Guys who've been on this show. This is, you know, decades before that. And uh, and they, they called him in and he was a jerk to them and they let him go. Oh. So it was like I was the catalyst to have them come in and explain himself. But then when Bert was nice enough to call me and explain to me the story and help me out, he goes, yeah, that guy wasn't nice to me when he came in. That's uh, insane. Yeah, which is nuts. So we must have been going through something. I mean, I can understand that you're having a bad day or something, so yeah. you take it out on Jensen mm-hmm. like yeah. one day or whatever. But if you get called in by the owners... <laughs> yeah, make it work. Uh, maybe step it up a bit. So he got yeah. fired. So I I don't know why he's come up in my mind lately, but I definitely got that dude fired. My wife, Danielle, told me a story the other day about... I'm sorry, who? My wife. Thank when you. When she dated... This is also worth the story one day, but when she dated Lance Bass. Now, there might be okay. one problem with that story, which you can figure out later. <laughs> but, like, you know, 20 years ago they dated. Oh, because he wanted to go to space? Yeah, that was the problem. Okay. That Good was point. why it didn't work out. Yeah. And so um, she uh, had, back in the day, they used to have phone numbers on tickets. Do you remember that? On, on tickets? On, on plane oh. tickets. No. Your, yeah, oh. your, your phone number. Used oh, to really? Go, okay. This is like an old thing. Right. Oh. And uh, so she gets a phone call one day. When she in Florida, she had been traveling, and it's a little girl who's like, "I'm a huge fan." Da, 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 da. And she goes, 
I, I, that's great. That's awesome. How did you get my number? And she goes, my mom works for this airline. Oh, no. And had given no. me the number. Oh, no. Et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so Danielle was very nice to the child, but then told the airline. And then the airline told her, well, we had to let go of her because that's a privacy issue. How so, on earth did that, was that ever a plan that your personal phone number would be on your boarding pass? Well, I think only the, you know, they assume only the uh, airline itself, the people who work there would see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they trust those people enough to hold your phone numbers. Well, they shouldn't. Uh, Well, (laughs) this woman proved it. So it started to get me thinking, like, had I gotten anyone else fired from their job? Jensen just leaves a trail of bodies behind him everywhere he goes. (laughs) So what I'm saying is be nice to me. Yeah, be nice to me if I'm coming in your shop. So you and your wife have both gotten employees fired due to poor service. That, That is interesting because when you think about the number of people listening who have had a bad experience in business Mm -hmm. and they've complained about an employee... Do they feel, I mean, I wonder if you would be happy that somebody lost, I guess it would depend on the severity of the problem that you had with them. I mean, if you complained about something relatively minor and then they lost their job, I bet you might feel terrible about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think, think so, you know, too. Both those instances, I think, were warranted. Yes. Yeah. I think so, too. And yeah. by, by the way, most of the time, if they let somebody go, it's also somebody that's like, this is just the last straw. It's yeah. not the first thing that's right. happened right. for right. the most part. So we want to take some calls on this topic. If you complained about somebody and got them fired at 1-800-520-1067, and how did you feel about it? Lee from Tustin wrote in, I used to work at a major aircraft assembly plant. There were two guys there that hated another guy and wanted to get him fired. So they cooked up a story about how he was stealing from the company. He went to the investigations office and denied everything, but said the other two were the biggest thieves in the company. Well, they visited the homes of all three... There was nothing at the home of the guy they were trying to set up, but both of them had been stealing stuff. Oh, and what? they were fired. <gasps> they would have gotten away with it if they had oh, not tried man. to get the third guy fired. Dummies. <laughs> so technically, the guy who is the victim here is the one who ended up complaining and getting the other two guys fired. And they deserved it, it sounds like. It does sound like it, yeah. So Question. that's from Lee and Tustin. Would you feel satisfied I, that's what I'm trying to work with. It depends myself. on the, every situation, though. Mm-hmm. It depends a lot. If you're like if if you like the person in general, but then just there was a huge thing that happened and you just told management about it, but you like that person, maybe you feel bad. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, the severity matters. And if it's someone that made you feel unsafe about something, was right. threatening you or your family, said well, really racial yeah, things, that's then above, you're that's like, above okay, the line. listen, we'll I'm just ya. talking about someone serving like too cold of a coffee. Oh my God, Jensen! That's where Jensen has gotten. The executioner has gotten to that place. (laughs) Jensen is the executioner. He leaves the building every day, going, "Whose life can I ruin today by getting them fired?" He just points at somebody and they drop dead. You know what? Yesterday in the parking lot, he said, "Whose car is this?" Mm -hmm. It was like a little bit over the line. Now, and now now that janitor no longer works here. (laughs) All right, let's take one call before the break, and let's make it. Is it Neb? Neb and Lomita on line one, or is it? Neil. I what am I reading here? I see Neil. Sorry, it's, okay. uh, it's Neil. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I would like to suggest that we call him Neb. Okay, and Neb. Neil, don't, is... be, don't be sorry that Bean can't read. <laughs> yeah, that is not on you. That was That's strictly my the distance I am from the screen right now. All right, Neb, go ahead. What's going on? There's a, there's a strange coincidence, though. That is my middle name. So Neil Neb. <laughs> uh, be careful. If you're too funny, Jensen will fire you. All right. You got somebody fired. What happened? <clears throat> Uh, you know what? He was a guy that um, I tried to work with. He was in, in the same office as me. I do post-production, so I'm an editor. He was an assistant editor. We're in the same room. I was doing my best, man. I would try to, like, reach out. I'd try to show him things. 
he wasn't quite getting it. But at the same time, the thing we realized is that he'd already been fired from the same company. And nobody had been there who had been there before. So he'd gotten hired again for some reason. So we find out this piece of information. And ultimately, I sort of like reached a tipping point and I waited for a perfect opportunity when he had totally blown it. So he had he had lost a piece of media. I had to deliver to a client. Mm -hmm. I was like, where's the media? He's like, oh, I'll find it. I wait like two minutes. I'm like, where's the media? He starts to get a little more flustered. I'm like, where's the media? And to the, to the point where he blows up, he's like, I don't have to take this. I don't have to take Uh-oh. being yelled at. The entire office hears this. <laughs> he goes storming out of the office. He walks out for the day. Of course, giving me the perfect opportunity at that point to be like, I feel unsafe, which I, you know, I did, but I also definitely, definitely, definitely pushed his buttons too much. <laughs> and, and then he's gone. And then he got fired for that. Yeah, the next Monday morning, I was in a meeting in the uh, conference room, and I see him hauling his stuff across the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the lobby area. Was there I, a twinge of, oh, I feel bad now? You know what? I, I, I do, in theory. However, as a human being... Theory. <laughs> <laughs> human being, yeah. I just, he just rubbed me the wrong way. And I, I, you know, I'd love to feel bad, but ultimately... It was his second time. You know, so, so, it, you, it, how can you get fired from the same place twice? Neb is heartless. He Neb is, is heartless. Yeah, Neb really is. Is. And you need to teach your coworkers to rub you the right way, too. Oh, oh Lord. I've been, I, just, well, I've, how I've come? been trying, but then I, I got fired. Neb, we got to go. one <laughs> 1-800-520-1067. You got somebody fired. We want to hear your story next on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Let's take one phone call. We're talking about you got somebody fired. Let's make it Tatiana in Arcadia. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Who'd you get fired and why, Tatiana? It was when I was 17 years old and I was in study hall at school. I had a substitute teacher that day who decided to turn on the air conditioning because it was really hot. And about 30 minutes into class, I started to get really dizzy and so did everyone else. I was like, oh, maybe it's just the heat. Maybe I just didn't drink enough water. And then some teacher just threw open the door and came running in and saying, what are you doing Close the air vents. They're running rat poison through the air vents oh. right now. You're going to kill everyone. What? Oh, my gosh. The what? Yep. We all almost died after 30 minutes of inhaling rat poison. And he so was, and the went, teacher was supposed to know? The teacher had, like, some sort of alert that that was supposed to happen at that time? I think so, yeah, because the other teacher just came running in saying, what are you doing? You should have had the air vents closed. Okay, I'm so, gonna ask a I'm gonna ask a dumb question here. Why were they doing that while there were students in the school? Why is this not a we, weekend thing that they do? <laughs> we had a lot of construction going on at the time, so a lot of it was being done during the day. And we were actually in like this little five trailer thing where it's like five classes all in a trailer. Oh, interesting. And, okay. Yeah, and I guess we were having a rat problem. Hmm. Well, I mean there's Okay. I mean, are we concerned about it's the school okay, district? Yeah, you're alive. That's the good news. <laughs> I, I can't just, say for the other students. I never saw them again. I just, I, I have mixed feelings about a teacher getting fired because we so desperately need good teachers. I hate to think that this was a good teacher who just didn't get the memo. He was just hot. And, and then all of a sudden, Tatiana gets him fired because of a mistake. Oh, you know this, teacher, I mean? this teacher wants students dead. Come on, Bean. <laughs> That's true. He was trying to poison them with rat poison. Yeah. <laughs> This is uh, Robert writing in from Los Angeles. Dear Kevin Amin, years ago I went to Robinson's May to get acoustic Christmas tickets. Remember those days, by the way? Wow. You used to have to go to a location and line up to try to buy tickets? Yep. I was told by the employee that it was first come, first serve. I was the first one there, and he gave me a ticket that said I had reserved spot number two. 
Well, I figured that someone had come in before and got number one. Well, I left and came back. Five minutes before they went on sale, I was the first person in a line of over 50 people. I talked to the same employee, and he notified me that he had number one. The employee employee took number one, right? Only one pair of tickets came out, and then your show was sold out. The employee was the only one of the 50 of us that got tickets. Well, he deserved to be fired. I then went and talked to the manager. I got him fired, and I called the corporate office and got a pair of tickets. F that guy, says Robert. (laughs) Yep, he's right. There was a lot of shady stuff going on back when you used to really buy tickets yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. in line, right? Yep. All right, let's uh, start with Nicole in this segment, please. one 800 Nicole is calling us from HB. Who'd you get fired and why? Uh, so, hi, guys. Hi. I got my best friend fired. Your best friend fired? <laughs> she, yeah, she was... Um, I found out she was a pathological liar, and she was telling other friends of ours that she had an affair with an executive at my office. <laughs> so I had to go to my my boss at the time, the director of human resources, and she did an investigation. And she had told other people at our office that she did have an affair with this guy that she did not have an affair with. Um so she got fired. And you guys I'm having <laughs> trouble following this soap opera. I'm assuming you guys are no longer best friends. We we aren't. It's weird. We haven't spoken in four years. That is weird. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Mm, makes that sense. That checks yeah. out to me. <laughs> After you got her fired, you guys weren't as close? <laughs> All right, Nicole, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate that. All right, we got some crazy ones here. Let's try Anthony line three. Now, just reading the synopsis here, this sounds like an overreaction, but we'll give Anthony and Fulton a chance to explain. Go ahead, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Hey, so uh, my truck battery died. Uh, I had just enough juice to jump it, get it to O'Reilly Auto Parts, and I had no idea how to change it out. The guys there were helping me. A uh, specific guy named Bobby, super sweet guy, talking about his family, his friends, and how he loved working there, moving from overseas, nice Jamaican guy. Uh, eventually, we got the battery in. He was teaching me everything. Love this guy. Uh, it didn't start, and then he realized, oh, the battery was the wrong one. Uh, we switched the battery out, no problem. Still didn't start. He had no idea what was going on. I was like, damn, I had to get towed to my house uh, later that day. And then mechanic at the shop told me that it was the bulbs that were burnt out. And that was going to cost a couple hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars to get fixed. I had to go to the dealership, uh, get the receipt. Good times. I didn't want to complain about this guy because he was just a really nice guy. My family was like, you really have to because I was broke, broke college kid. I had to get the receipts, go to the manager, and I really I really begged this guy not to get this guy in trouble, and he said that, you know what, he should have known what he was doing, and we had to let him go. And I felt horrible because this oh, guy was so sweet, damn. but it just cost mm. me so much money. It's more um, like an oh, 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 overreaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Allie, how long were you sitting on that? <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. The minute we picked up Anthony's yeah. <laughs> So we got him fired. Boy, I don't know. I mean, I know why you felt bad about it because the guy, I mean, the guy, he just made a mistake. It's not like he was trying to screw you over or anything like that. I do feel like that was an overreaction, but from O'Reilly's, I feel like they should have cut the guy a break. Yeah, absolutely. They're usually pretty good about that, but I mean, it just cost them so much money. They're usually pretty good about that. The first eight times I complained about a guy. I had 10 guys fired. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the call, Anthony. We appreciate it. Let's go to James and Torrance. He's up next line seven. James, welcome to the Kevin DeBeach Show. What's your story? Good morning, guys. Morning. Morning. How are we doing? Good, thank you. Good. So it was early 90s. I think I was seven, eight years old, and uh, my mom dropped me off to go get my hair cut. And I had talked the hairdresser into actually shaving a, 
slit in my eyebrow. <laughs> yeah. Me. Little Maybe. vanilla icy. I love it. Continue. I was such a huge fan of Vanilla Ice or Dylan McKay from Nano 210. Yeah. That's what it? I wanted. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so my mom came in to pick me up, saw what I had, and I was super proud of it. She berated the hairdresser. What? The manager came to the front and wanted to know what the problem was, told the manager what the issue really was, and uh, the woman got fired for taking direction from a seven or eight year old. <laughs> oh no! He wow. was just trying to keep the customer satisfied. Doing what all. the customer asked, and it was right. on trend. Yes. Customers yeah. always I, right. What? Your mom needs to be fired. I thought she was cooler than that. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I know that I'm already uh, moving out of America by the end of the year, mm -hmm. but it can't come fast enough. Now that I see that people are calling for a dodgeball ban. What? Now that I see like they're, they're trying to take away our dodgeball, Kevin, what happened to the country you and I once loved? They can take dodgeball from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> right? Apparently, they say it's bad for kids and their self-esteem. Oh, so, we're raising you. a bunch of cucks. Snowflakes. So we will we'll spell discuss. Spell that, Allie, please. <laughs> With you. Thank With you. you. Okay. Yeah. We will discuss the potential dodgeball ban that is upon us. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Coming up right after the top of the hour. First, Allie's got what's happening, and she comes with a freebie. I sure do. I mean, after that dodgeball news, you need something to look forward to. Like Fluffy performing at yeah! Staples Center December 27th. Or maybe you're in the OC. You'd like to see him at Honda Center December 28th. Well, if you are caller 20 right now at 1-800-520-1067, you are going to get a pair of tickets to the Gabriel Iglesias Beyond Fluffy World Tour. Me like it. And you get to choose the date and the show. Staples Center the 27th of December. Can I choose any date that I want to go no, with? I'm telling you. Well, Yes. Yeah, I'm going to give you two tickets, so you can pick whoever you I'd want like to go. October 2nd. No, no, no. I'm Is saying a date, 2nd? like you could bring someone. Like but there January are only... No, again... Oh, you want next year. Again, yeah. only two dates. Because I'm booked pretty much this year. Mm -hmm. Staples Center, December what? 27th, or Honda Center, December He's got to do a weekend for us because of our job. We wake up early. You... You don't get okay, to choose so when Saturday. he performs. The first three was, Saturdays in January, I'm available. Good. Okay. And I was asking if I could choose the date, though. Like, can I say Allison Bree? Oh, and she has to go is with that me. what you meant? That's what I meant, yeah. Oh, I'd say Obama. I'd oh, you can't. Oh. You're not allowed to use that oh, language. Oh. Can I not say that word? No. Oh. That just got changed, but the F word is no longer. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. I love it. 
Anyway, call her 20, 1 800 520 1067. I thought she was cooler than that. <laughs> was that the greatest ending to a call in a while? It was. The best. It was. Oh, I loved it. Very sweet, sir. Oh, guys, I did not see this coming. Lindsay Lohan's MTV reality show, Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, will not be oh, back for a second are season. Are you kidding so me? So many unanswered mysteries. So wrapped up in that show. And it seems that they're closing down the nightclub. Oh. So <laughs> nothing about this is really good. They're selling the property. Yeah, sources <laughs> really are saying the show didn't have enough drama. They wanted breakdowns, and that's not where Lohan is at in her life anymore. Sure. What? Yeah. This uh, it's part just. Of lit. Just not great. Is what this I was a success. It wasn't a success. <laughs> not really at all. It was more um, of a failure. Yeah, not good. You guys hear about this James Corden news? It was in the Daily Mail. Apparently he was on a podcast and he was talking about life in America and that he isn't sure how much longer he's going to continue to host the Late Late Show. Whoa. With a year remaining on his current contract, he was saying, and I quote, I don't know, I imagine I'll stay doing it for a little while, I think. That's my hunch. But then he talked about all the things that he misses, and he talked about, you know, people that he misses and loves in England. Mm -hmm. Talks about uh, he misses the muscles that I enjoy using from time to time, which I assumed meant acting, you know, whether it's doing big shows, that type of things. Things that you can't really do with the schedule that he has. Right. Um, but he said, we'll see, really. I don't know. We'll sort of cross or burn that bridge when we get to it, you know? I mean, look, imagine if you took a job. It was a great job, so you felt it was worth moving your family to another country. Mm -hmm. After a while, you might go, I miss my home. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he's been doing it since uh, March of 2015 after mm -hmm. Craig Ferguson. And he had a huge career in Britain that most people remember. Most of us didn't even know who James Corden was. When he got that late night position, we and were right. like, Who's he this loves dude? he loves the theater, and he the, loves the theater. The, yeah. you know, the, a daily show doesn't necessarily right let you do that. And I think, I think he is in the Cats movie, though. At least he's he getting is. a little bit yes. of acting in. Yeah. yeah. And then when they announced that he was going to do a Christmas special, the Gavin and Stacey show that was huge in the UK, and people were so pumped to see that. I think maybe that made him go, hmm. Huh. I miss there. And he takes these vacations, you know, like he gets a couple weeks a year. And uh -huh. during those weeks, he just works on other things. So he doesn't really yeah. actually get a vacation. Like he does a show in the UK called A League of Their Own, which is like a sports show. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's like, that's what he does during his vacations. And I'm always like, that sucks. Yeah. yeah he's working hard. He, I think he's real good on his TV show. I though, do too. So I would, I would, I think we would be worse for it if we lost him. Mm -hmm. He's not going to die. Rest he would in just, peace, James. Yeah, he All would right, just no, leave, no, the, I mean, leave the country. We'd miss him on not... TV is what I mean. Okay, okay. Just Never forget you, sure. James. No, again, very much alive. <laughs> Guys, he was so young. He was. We, uh, he's a good dude. But his impact was huge. And he wasn't even, no one knew he was sick. Right. He, he's not sick. He's just thinking maybe he won't host the show anymore. Sometimes the star just shines too brightly and it You're just right. brings itself out. You're right. He's dead. I thought he was cooler than that. I thought he was cooler than that, too. I've discussed uh, how about a month ago I went to a show at the Greek Theater. Uh, just kidding. Hollywood Bowl. Uh, New Kids on the Block. Salt and Pepper. Debbie Gibson. Tiffany. Mm -hmm. Naughty by Nature. And the nostalgia factor was real. Like, I realized that people just want to go back to a time where things might have been a little easier in their lives. Like, I looked around and I was like, there's a lot of moms 
right now, living their best life. And it was just awesome to see. So nostalgia is real. We know that. We know that because of the reaction to Limp Bizkit when they played. Sure. Mm-hmm. Weenie mm-hmm. Rose. People mm-hmm. lost it. And it was a good time for them to come back. Right? Agreed. Yeah. But with nostalgia, there has to be a certain amount of time that has passed. And you probably should have been a huge uh, hit at the time sure. for it to Warren sure. coming back. Which, Warren's coming back? Oh, no, he's <laughs> dead, actually. That's one person that is actually dead. Shoot. O-Town is going to hit the road with their Pop 2000 tour. Um, O-Town. Is, is, is this related to the story that you just yep. set up? Uh, this is a group uh, originally formed in 2000 for the first season of MTV's Making the Band. I think they had, like, one song that people were like, okay, cool, O-Town. But at that least that song's called Liquid Dreams. There it is. How do I know that? I yeah, how don't do know. you know that? I don't know. At least they're bringing along such acts as Aaron Carter, Ryan Cabrera, and Tyler Hilton. And the tour is going to be hosted by Lance Bass of NSYNC. Wait, what? No nope. tour is going to be hosted. None of this makes a lot of sense to me. A, a, mm. They were not big for me. The draw is Lance Bass. That's uh, the only exactly. reason people would go. And he goes like envelope openings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is, I don't know if the nostalgia is quite there for hmm. O-Town. I'm going to say no. But what? we'll see. I think um, O-Town was like a, like a, like a fifth Xerox copy of the Backstreet Boys, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were, I think, Like if 98 Degrees was O-Town. way too popular for you, you went with O-Town. <laughs> yeah. If you were looking for obscurity in your boy bands, <laughs> O-Town was for you. I'm just saying, I don't know if, if the nostalgia factor will be there for that. I think I'm with you on that. Okay. Let's talk about some birthdays. Felicia Rashad, Paula Abdul, Hugh Dancy, Zoe Saldana, Paul Dano, and Macklemore. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. You guys Bean ran again yesterday. Hmm? No. Speak Bean, up. Bean ran again yesterday. Ooh, so did I. The, what? That was the that was the idea for. Of course, training. that was the idea for training for a marathon. I thought we were supposed to get in in shape and start running. Right. I went the same two miles. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. That I went a couple of days ago, and I have to tell you, I don't think running's for me. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> That's fast, huh? I have, I have to tell you, I have, too. I, have, I have muscles hurting where I did not realize I had muscles. But you'll get past It goes that. away, yeah. You'll get past that quickly. Particularly in the uh, in the front of my legs, the front of my top legs. What's sure. that called? It's not called the thigh. thigh. But the thigh. Wow. But it's the top part, though. I mean, the front part. Is that still a thigh? Yeah, sure. Yeah. That well, is the thigh. And the top of uh, and the top of my, uh, you know, like the ankle and the top of my feet hurt, too. Right, but if mm-hmm. you run, like, say, two more times, that goes away. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I kept waiting for that moment where they go, oh, it hurts, but it's a good hurt. You know, like mm-hmm. it's a hurt you feel good about when you've worked some muscles and stuff like that. I'm not feeling that yet. I don't think yet. you've worked enough to get to that point. <laughs> you don't I have. like that you said he ran two days in a row. No, he took an off day to he eat did. a burrito. Mm-hmm. Well... In the middle of that. So. Well, I don't want to overextend myself. <laughs> sure, you, know, sure. you know, you can get hurt and die if you run two days in a row. You know that. I've never heard that. that. Oh, yeah. I'll take your word for it as a runner. Oh, yeah. How's the blister, though? Uh, I, I covered it up nicely with okay. a, a Band-Aid, and it was fine. I had no problem Excellent. with the great. blister at all. Yeah. How about you, Jensen? I do, It was great. I did a little bit more than the run before, so I think I got about three miles out. Mm. All right. I was very excited. Wow. Would you I consider gonna... yourself? Is it for you? 
I love running. Right. It's uh, extremely therapeutic for so me. So, Bean, is this a final answer for you? Because I feel like no, I'm gonna, there needs I'm to gonna be s- some commitment here. I know. I know. We need to, because I don't want to waste everybody's time if we're actually right. not going to end up running a race. But I, 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 I'm not there. I'm not willing to commit to it yet. I think I need to give it a couple more times. Okay. I do. Right. But uh, we'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it yet, but there is a, a huge viral video going up, uh, going on right now with uh, millions of views. It's from James Court. He put together an all-star uh, dodgeball game with an all-female American team and an all-British male team. And they played good old-fashioned dodgeball. And Michelle Obama was the leader of the American team. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting because dodgeball is in the news. There is now uh, a movement afoot among some in this country to ban dodgeball. What? To ban it because it's not good for kids because it's bullying, Kevin. Dodgeball and isn't dodgeball officially your favorite sport to play? I mean, it's pretty pretty far up there. <laughs> I mean, you love dodgeball, dodgeball right? Yes. So let's hear a little bit about the Corton thing, which is very funny. If you have a chance to watch the whole video, and then we'll get into the discussion about whether dodgeball needs to be banned. It starts with Michelle Obama. This team is going to eat them for breakfast. For breakfast, Michelle Obama trash talked before a hilarious celebrity dodgeball game on the Late Late Show Monday. I forgot to warn you, by the way. That this is from Inside Edition, the worst oh. entertainment news show in the history of television. All right. She led a team of USA stars, including Allison Janney, Mila Kunis, Melissa McCarthy, and Kate Hudson. They played against James Corden's team of British celebs. When they go low, we also go low. <laughs> See, because that's how dodgeball works. That's funny. And when she took aim at Harry Styles... Obama winds up and... Okay, so oh no, in the groin. Harry Styles gets whacked by this dodgeball right in the nuts. Oh mm-hmm. no! How do we feel about the announcer referring to? Is it right in the one D? Is it clever? We give him a pass on that. Yeah, Does, one that direction work? and fine. one D for. I don't hate it. For you okay. know that you'll, word. You'll, you'll allow it. Okay. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. There was only one direction that ball uh, was going. Oh, okay. no. going straight it. to hell. All right, we so it. we've now now we're over him. We right? turned on him. Yes. Okay. It was all good knee slapping fun. Let's go. Dodgeball is one of the fastest growing sports for adults. With now, are you guys surprised by that? One of the fastest growing sports by adults for adults. Yeah, no, that's yes. a little shocking. It, it doesn't you, surprise me. There's doesn't. so many dodgeball leagues. There are tons. Yeah. Dodgeball making a comeback. Yeah. Okay, but not everyone's happy about it. Leagues springing up across America. It's built a lot of confidence and courage to to be at the front lines, being active in the sport. But the way dodgeball is played in schools and summer camps is coming under fire. Okay, here we go, Uh-oh. you guys. You ready for the oh, blowback? So it's kind of ballsy to call it on the front lines. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's somebody who's going to rain on our dodgeball parade. New research claims dodgeball teaches children to bully other kids. Now there are calls for it to be banned in middle schools. We're asking kids to hit other kids with, a, with an object, and that's no longer appropriate. We don't use kids as human targets anymore. Former gym teacher Judy Lobianco says dodgeball teaches all the wrong lessons. The aggressors are going after kids who are now made to feel weak and afraid. And the last thing we want kids to feel in school is weak and afraid. Any thoughts on her point? I don't know. It's hard for me to see it as anything except for you laugh and have a great time. If you get hit, you're you're fine. You're out, right. Yeah, you're fine. 
But is it the small kids or the unathletic kids or the shy kids? Are they are they the ones who traditionally are the targets, the first hit, yeah, first out? Getting rid of dodgeball is not going to make their life any easier. Yeah, they're like, not going to grow or become cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't aiming for Might my. Well take yeah. them out early. They right? weren't aiming for my acne. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean, is it? I guess the point is. Look, I I don't. I'm not sure. I agree with this lady. I'm just uh, playing devil's advocate here. I guess my point is: is it making their day worse because? now they've already got all these issues and then they go to P.E. or recess and the next thing they know they got somebody intentionally targeting them throwing a big fat fat ball at them. Now the ball's fat? Wow. Now you're going to fat shame the ball. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Is there, is there anything to the point or is this lady just over? I mean, I would say you should be able to opt out of it and do anything else. As yeah. long as that's, then she's, then this is idiotic. Yeah. If you have to play it and you don't want to, mm-hmm. I, I, guess, I guess there's something there. I don't know. There was always that buff kid in my PE class who would do like 150 push-ups, and then I'd go and do 12. <laughs> sure, like that's the same feeling, man. You're not. I mean, PE sucks. Like <laughs> it does. Yeah. It's not. It's nothing not, else you do is going to make you feel great. Yeah. There's no replacement. You know yeah. what I mean? You only do that dance week once. <laughs> yeah. Do you, know, you remember if, that? If you're the first mm-hmm. kid hit and the first kid out in dodgeball, you're still not going to be able to climb the rope. No. I mean, it's just yeah. nothing's going to help you. But that actually at least feels good. <laughs> oh. All right, a little more. And you've got to learn the five Ds of dodgeball. Here it is from the movie, you mm-hmm. guys. All right. From the movie. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. The goofball comedy dodgeball poked fun at the game's violent image. But players say it's not really like that. You have a community, and it's the most inclusive thing I've ever been a part of. Ari Goldberg runs the New York City Dodgeball League. There you go, Allie, the New York City Dodgeball League. All right. Apparently it's a big deal. And let's be honest. Yeah? Jews are the ones that are really taking off in this sport. Ari Goldberg. Look at all the (laughs) athletes. Like, usually Jewish men are like, we're not athletic. Right, Jensen? Allie, really digging it deeper here. <laughs> Let her talk. We were Let talking her... about Jewish athletes a couple days ago on the air. Could have really just ended with one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. Allie's got what's happening. What's going on? Well, on Monday, I told you about Bella Thorne wound up tweeting out pictures that she was basically being blackmailed by a guy saying, I'm going to show these pictures from you. I hacked you. And she's like, here's the thing. I'm going to show them myself. Wound up posting them and saying, I'm taking the power back from you. Blah, blah, blah. Well, and I, and I support her. I'd like to go on record as saying I was there first. I was yes. there early. I was saying you were, any, you were there any, often. Any hot actress who thinks she's doing the right yes. thing by posting her nudes online yeah. should. Yeah, you did also just say hot actresses. You definitely uh, didn't just say just anyone that's hacked. Any person, yes, of course, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Any that's person, yeah. any person, yeah. Don't no. be blackmailed. Go ahead and just put them out there yourself. No, you hot. definitely said any hot actress is Well, what we'll have said. to agree to disagree. But okay. what's the point about that? All right. <laughs> the point of this is now I didn't think that that post was going to ignite the firestorm that it did. It all went down yesterday when they discussed it on The View and Whoopi Goldberg had some serious thoughts about why she shouldn't have put those pictures out in the first place. Listen, if you're famous, I don't care how old you are, you don't take nude pictures of but yourself because... But she only because, wants to share with one person. But she said, listen, when they're hacking you, they're hacking all of your stuff. 
So whether it's one picture or a million pictures, once you take that picture, yeah. it goes into the cloud and it's available to any hacker who wants it. And if you don't know that in 2019, mm. that this is an issue, you, you, I'm sorry, your age does not, you don't get to do that. Um, to which Megan McCain said, the only reason I didn't put um, naked pictures in my phone is because my family's in politics. And I thought, well, thank God uh, that your family is in politics, Megan. That was the only reason. Oh, Megan McCain. Are you fat shaming Megan McCain? No, right I'm now? not. I'm saying she also took a moment to let us know again that her family's in politics. We get it. Your father's John McCain. You say it every <laughs> goddamn day. But uh, this didn't sit well with Bella Thorne, and she took to Instagram very emotional, sobbing, crying. I'm not going to lie. I, I want to say that I feel pretty disgusting. You know, I feel pretty disgusting. Whoopi, knowing everyone's seen, like, you know, my and um, And I just want to say that me watching this interview made me feel really bad about myself, and, and I hope you're happy. I really do. I really hope you're so happy because I can only imagine all of the kids who have um, their release and then they commit suicide and you know oh. uh, you're so crazy for, for, for thinking such terrible things on such an awful situation like you know I, I don't really want to go on The View anymore because I don't really want to be beaten down by a bunch of older women for my body and my sexuality I don't really feel like that and so I'm going to cancel my interview because I don't really want you guys talking about your views to young girls because I would not want my daughter to learn that and I would never. She doesn't she, want them talking about their views. On the view. On the view. On the view. On the view. Right. Yeah. Stop making my sons horny. She uh, is understandably upset because Mm -hmm. she already went through something traumatic with the blackmail and then she tried to get ahead of it. Now she's being criticized all over again. Beam is all about Bella Thorne. Well, no, here's here's my thing. Both sides are right in this case. Whoopi is right. You have to understand that there is a risk that you're going to get hacked, especially if you're a famous person. You have a target on your back, especially if you're an attractive young actress. You have a target on your back. You have to know that that's a possibility. But... I also felt like there was a sense of Whoopi kind of looking down on her and shaming her for being able to do something that she ought to be able to do as a, a, a private person, which is to take a naked photo for her boyfriend if that's what she wants to do. There's nothing wrong with that, but is Whoopi, what I'm saying. Yeah, Whoopi should have focused a little more on the technology, because that does yeah. have a point, which is like when you use your phone nowadays, if that's what you use to take a nude picture, mm-hmm. you right. are putting yourself in the line of fire. Understand how everything works. Yeah. It, w- it I, I get would that. have behooved Whoopi also to say, listen, you are the victim here. Yeah, Let's right. get yes. at the forefront of that. And this guy that hacked you, we should be coming down on him yes. harder exactly. than we I, are on yeah. I would feel a lot better about this if that had been the case. But I feel like I feel like she was going she was going real hard on Bella and mm-hmm. it wasn't entirely Bella's fault. She is the victim here. And I don't think the answer is for old people to look down on young people and say, don't take naked pictures, because that's what people do right now, and they have every right to do that. You know what I mean? Bean is really, really <laughs> pro-naked pictures. <laughs> look, look, Thanks, this funny is, little grandpa. This is decades past affecting me, okay? So this doesn't have to do with me, but I'm just that's saying sad. that young people shouldn't be shamed because they feel like taking naked, naked pictures. That's all I'm saying. But uh, but Whoopi does make a point about the technology, and obviously Bella has learned that lesson as well. But I, I'm sad to hear her so sad. I'm going to lick you. 
again, mm. sir. Wow. I'm not sure why you're saying that. Listen, it's continuing now. Who knows if she'll go on the show and confront Whoopi? We don't know. But she did not sound good in that video, man. She sounded mm-hmm. like it was hitting her at the hardest when she sat down to record that thing. Yeah. Like she was a little bit of a mess. You're trying to figure, maybe you're go help her out. Her or reaction is exactly. that what I'm, you're doing? I'm whooping her right now. Okay, all right, excellent. This took a lot of turns. You I guys. mean, she really shouldn't be making those videos on Instagram, is what I'm saying. Complaining about people complaining about the videos that she posted. <laughs> well, people having the view on the views, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is Inception. I yeah. just don't even know what's happening anymore. Close it down. All right, guys. Uh, the lineup for season 11 of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee is out. It debuts on July 19th on Netflix. I'll say it again. It's such a good show. I've loved it since season one with Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks. It's what started my dream of wanting to hang out with those two, watch Jeopardy, and have soup. It's a hell of a dream, by the way. I have to ask about this new lineup. Mm -hmm. Dick? It is not. Mm. Uh, It is Eddie Murphy... Which, right there, you could say, shut it down. That's enough when for a was whole the last, season. When was the last time he did an interview? I it's, can't remember. I don't even remember. That's it's, SNL, I think, is the last time we've seen him it, that, that where he just like didn't make a joke. Yeah, he didn't yeah. even try to be funny. No, I think that's the last time we've seen him in like a big TV wow. show. Yeah. I well, he does have like wait. 11 children, so he may be busy. He's mm-hmm. busy, yeah. Um, so Eddie Murphy, Seth Rogen, Ricky Gervais, Matthew Broderick, Jamie Foxx, Sebastian Maniscalco, Martin Short, Mario Joyner, Melissa Villa, Senor, Bridget Everett, and Barry Martyr. I mean, okay, Jerry. All right. What about? Uh, I guess that's all right. What about Debbie? Debbie didn't make it hmm. um, on this season, but maybe season twelve. Bummer. I'm really excited about that. Fun guys. show. It really is. Not only a if you're into comedy, it's going to be great. You're going to love it because he he goes deep with some people. It's wonderful. If you like cars, he picks a specific car to show up at the person's house in that he thinks kind of fits the person's personality. And then you get to see all different places in L.A., in New York, wherever they're filming that you might not know about. It is just... <sighs> Jerry, I love your show. I want to go on record as saying mm-hmm. that if you watch Comedians in Cars for the Cars, you're a weirdo. Oh, see, I love that. I love that part where he talks about the cars at the beginning. <laughs> it's so and then, weird. Really? Yeah, I do. Um, see, I'm a car person. I, I was don't know. raised by my dad as like a car head. Like we would be driving and he's like, what car is that? And I'm like, it's a 56 Chevy. How do you know? Because that's the, <laughs> you put the gas in the bag where the light flips off. Wow. I just, I love old cars and those are the cars he's driving up. Really? You find that weird? I think it's like Jerry Seinfeld being a rich dude and being unrelatable when he's like, and I, this is a Jag that I bought. I don't know. But always... he also explains why he picked it for that person. I guess. Which I think is also funny because the car he picked for Amy Schumer broke down three times. And she's <laughs> like, really? With this car? How rude. All right. Well. Anyway, just put my, my feelings out there. All right. I mean, it's me. And he's not always bragging. Like, like he showed up at one of them in a VW The Thing. For, oh, yeah. He just goes for interesting cars, yes. too. Maybe you need to stop rich shaming Jerry Seinfeld. Seriously. I just think the cars are you on the view. Right? <laughs> Shut and up, Whoopi. If, if you actually watch the show and like coffee, I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> Shut up, Jensen. You should watch it for the coffee. <laughs> Shut up, Oh, Jensen. I don't know. The jokes are funny, but I watch it for the coffee. Uh, that coffee looks good. Oh, they use some great beans. My dad used to tell me about beans. <laughs> so... You hate everything about Jerry Seinfeld. No, I actually love you Jerry Seinfeld. You hate Jerry Seinfeld. 
That was Jensen Carp. I'll tell you what I am impressed with him, Uh though, is he doesn't, like, he's very generous. He he doesn't make people feel like they're not funny. He lets them be funny, and I think that's really great. I watch it it for the roads. Uh uh, Oh, you get to see a lot of the city. You do. The roads, Uh though, like the way that they work on it in different cities, like more asphalt or whatever, more lines. Yeah, speaking of ass, (laughs) some birthdays for you. Macklemore, Paul Dano, Zoe Saldana, Hugh Dancy, Felisa Rashad, Felicia Rashad. You got it. And Paula Abdul. Remember Paula Abdul? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. If you could repeat that. Remember Paula Abdul? <laughs> she was plural in the day. <laughs> One more time. One more. I'm sorry. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, oh. That's what's happening. I'm disappointed. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. About a uh, week ago, a little more, we saw a video pop up online from our friend Shia LaBeouf on his 33rd birthday. And he was wearing an adorable birthday cap, by the way. (laughs) And was making an announcement about a very cool event happening in Southern California. So we thought we'd reach out to Shia, see if we could get him to come in on the show and talk about it. Along with the co-founder of Slauson Rec, here is Shia and Bobby Soto. Hey, Hey, you guys. Hey, Hey, now. Thank you for having us up here. Welcome, always. It's our pleasure. Hey, Bobby, how are you, man? Hey, thank you. I'm good. Thank you. It's always great to catch up with you, Shia, because you are never boring. You (laughs) always have a lot of interesting things going on. And I would imagine with all the other stuff you do, the last thing I would expect you to do would be to co-found an organization like this, this Sloss and Rec. What's Mm. it all about? What's the backstory? So what it's about is we're trying to make theater vital again, right? We're trying to have kids line up for theaters kind of dead in this country and, and quite quite old and white and retired and not really speaking any current topics at all and there used to be a time around the turn of the 20th century where theater was seen as like a very vital part of society and it was out in front yeah it was it out led. in front yeah. for sure uh, I mean, to the point where if you were a widow, let's say, you know, they, they built theaters around how vital it was. If you were a widow, it was very uncouth to go out in public uh, for a year after your husband died. And so the theaters of the time used to build these things, these wings with these grills where where widows could go and be a part of society and be able to view theater and be connected to the streets, essentially, without being viewed. So theater was a, always a way of bridging the gap during times of strife. So stepping back a little bit. Um, uh, just to give you some context, uh, obviously, there's, I've, I've, in my life, there's never been more strife in the streets since I've been alive, mm-hmm. uh, and theater has never been uh, more deceased. Uh, some yeah, Let me interrupt one second yeah. just to say something we've said on this show many times before is that there there is great theater being made, but it's few and far between. It's hard to find. Most people don't ever hear about it. And when people are thinking about, hey, what am I going to do this weekend? They're thinking about going to the movies, they're thinking yeah. about going to a concert, thinking about going to a, a comedy show or something mm-hmm. like that. Theater does, isn't even on the forefront of a, of their brain anymore. Right. You're, you're right. It's kind of a dying art outside of those big money shows on Broadway. Right. And, and Wicked is not really speaking to 
a damn thing going on, really. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, you know, Hamilton is a is a rap musical about an old white guy. It's, it's just, these things are quite ridiculous. So anyway, within the context of that, I'm making a movie called Tax Collector. Bobby is the star of that movie. Uh, he plays my boss. We're living in the same house for a few months, getting really close with each other, getting to know each other, befriending each other, falling in love. I'm driving him to work every day in this Impala. We're having these wild discussions. Mm -hmm. And part of the discussions are, hey, man, what were your dreams as a kid? What do you want to do in the future? What are we going to do when we get off this show? Uh, so we wound up clicking real hard. And, and Bobby told me about this dream he had to open this theater in South Central. And you want to start speaking on that? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in South Central, so around there, there's no there's no arts program. So the, the hardest way of getting, I mean, the easiest way of getting into a place where there's any kind of theater, any kind of acting, or any kind of art, it's like you got to take a metro, two metros and four buses, and you got to walk a mile or something. Right. And if your parents are even willing to take you there, too, you know, that's that's another factor with a lot of parents don't have, they don't have the time or the, 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 the means to even get out there to do something different. So um, in growing up as a teenager, I wanted to bring something back to my neighborhood and you know, meeting Shia along along the way of following my own dreams, we we just talked about it, and then this was what happened. Yeah, a theater oh, yeah. school is born. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's more to it than that. We were filming in the Pueblos, which is a neighborhood you got to get a pass to walk around. Uh, we wound up getting this pass through this guy named Bone Sloan and another guy named Bo Jangles, both. Pueblo's Bloods, they run the neighborhood. Uh, we got very close with them, and through me and Bobby talking in the car and then bringing those conversations to set around lunchtime, these dudes were like, hey, this is a perfect opportunity. You should bring this down there. We don't have any, there's no playground for this kind of stuff where we are. We just have a football field, but there's no playground, like an existential playground. You know, there's yeah. no, there's no, there's no room for people who are in extraordinary poverty and backs against the wall to have any kind of philosophical thought or, hey, this is how I'm feeling or, hey, this is how I would exhibit it. And so in having these discussions, they introduced us to a woman named Nicole Griffin, who runs the Slauson Rec Center. She'd been giving us free rent for the last 10 months down there. Wow. What is the Sacred Spectacle, Shaft? Sacred Spectacle is, um, is a benefit concert so that we can get a van to transport people who ain't got no transportation to the rec center. Uh, 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 we're trying to raise money to be able to bring it back to the neighborhood and uh, invite more people into the rec center, have barbecues and whatnot, be able to fund the, 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 the uh, class going to these places plays they've never been to plays so that stuff costs money so we're we're trying to uh, raise funds to be able to put on our first production keep our project alive bring people to plays and get a van it's amazing man wow <laughs> I, I mean it really is so admirable i mean it's obviously for both of you guys it's a it's a passion project but i mean you have no idea how much this is going to change some people's lives who are going to be exposed to theater for the first time and will never forget it. I'm praying for a movie poster that just says up top as the star Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> might be that way. I really hope for yeah, that. It might be that Listen get... to the lineup of this yeah, sacred How'd spectacle. you get this crazy lineup? I can't y even believe it. YG, one of my favorite rappers in the world. Jaden Smith, Vic Mensa, who I love. How to Dress Well was incredible. Baths, I love so much. But even more important, just David Blaine in the middle of the lineup. <laughs> like This is an eclectic lineup of yes. music. Are these just dudes and, and women you like? Well, it's it's people that we like, but it's also uh, people who are with the vision. Uh, it's people who I reached out to on an email, and you know, some I really knew really well, some I didn't know at all. Uh, reached out to them with the mission statement, the vision, and some footage from our class, and they've basically all showed up. This is altruism at its finest. It's really people coming off tour and donating their time for free to be able to give back to the community. Uh, and it started with with Jaden came in, then YG came in because of the neighborhood, mm -hmm. um, and, and then everything sort of flowed out of that.
great. So the event is on Saturday, June 29th. Yes. From 7 to 1. You can go to eventbrite.com to get your tickets. Yes. And uh, like you say, the, the goal is to raise enough money to continue to fund this thing, right? Not just to expose it, but to kind of get it up off the ground. Like you said, get transportation, get some money to be able to work with to what? Put on more plays in the community? I mean, the, the wild thing is we started this 10 months ago and it's become the biggest devised theater program in the country. Devised theater is different in that it's not like uh, Eugene O'Neill in a closet writing a play and then bringing it to the theater and people uh, enacting his vision. It's the, the actual players writing their own material. So usually these kind of programs are done with 10 to 12 people. We've been doing it with 250 people. So it's 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 an experiment one, but it's, it's also been quite successful. And we have like really solid 10 minutes to show that's taken us 10 minutes to get to. Uh, but yeah, you can get tickets at sacredspectacle.eventbrite.com. On the 29th, we're putting on this benefit concert showing a little bit of our stuff. Uh, and it should be a, a good night for a good thing. Are you uh, are you teaching acting as well, Shia? No, no way. I don't, I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? Well, I think I, you have the most experience <laughs> of anyone who's going to be down there. No, I'm never. No, I'm not a teacher at all. That's that's the beauty of this thing is there's no like hierarchy that way. There's no director. There's no writer. There's no actors. Everybody's considered a moment maker, and everybody's truth is as important as the next guy. So we really built like a team, and everything goes by vote. That's why it's taken us ten months to build ten minutes. Is uh, diplomacy and democracy takes a whole lot of time, you know, and uh, and uh, it's that's it's a very new thing for me, uh, but it's it's a constant conversation. There is no uh, leader or boss or anything like that. No. I, I love the way you look at things, Shia. dude. I think I Shia do. LaBeouf gets it. Like that's what I mean. It's like. Sometimes. I, all right. I think he does. I think he does. Sometimes. I want to be a moment maker. I've never been a moment maker. You're, hey, you're invited, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, give the web address again for people who want to go buy tickets or get more information. You can get it at, uh, we're at slossonrec.com, uh, on Twitter, at slossonrec. You can get tickets at sacredspectacle.eventbrite.com. Can people right, donate? So- uh, outside of that, like yeah. if they live in LA and they're listening to the podcast, they could donate through the website. Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, we're also going to live stream the whole thing. You, there'll be a donation button on the live stream, uh, but you can go to slossonrec.com and there's a contribute uh, a contribute button underneath the uh, link. That's beautiful. Fantastic. All right, Shia LaBeouf is here along with Bobby Soto. The event again is on June 29th. Quick break. More with our guests right after this on K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Uh, Shia LaBeouf and Bobby Soto in studio with us right now. They are actors and founders of Sloss and Rec. We just talked about a very cool event. We will post on all the Kevin Bean social media if you want to check it out with some great music and acting and everything else going on. It seems like, Shia, in between your visits here, you're always involved in so many oddball things. And I, and I feel like... I feel like you don't plan any of this stuff. It just happens. Like, you get an idea and just go for it. Yeah, I lean into life. Yes, sir. You don't I have mean, a life plan. I mean, you just wake up one day and say, oh, I know what I'm going to do, and a, then you just do it. A lot of us have an idea, and then we judge it, and we go, no, that's stupid. <laughs> and then we move on with our life. <laughs> you just seem to say, I'm going to do it. Well, I Whatever's also, up next, I'm going. Yeah, but not even like like my ideas. Like, for instance, this thing came out of a collaboration with Bobby. Most of the stuff I do performance art-wise is a collaboration with other artists. I collaborate a lot. It's mm-hmm, not like mm-hmm. I'm just sitting in my room like Galileo dreaming up these things to do. <laughs> uh, you know, th- those times are gone. This is like uh, I, I, I don't have a lot of friends. I'm a lonely guy. And Aww. my favorite way of, of making friends is through creating things. Uh, but, like, when you sat in the movie theater and watched your own movies for 24 hours straight and live-streamed it, yes. where does something like that come from, and why <laughs> he, do you go, I need to do that? He collaborates with some of the best performance artists in the world. Right. And it, the thing is, is I mean, I guess I address it now. 
Yeah, get it. Well, yeah. I just wanted to hear about the movie thing first. Yeah, so okay, the movie sure, thing quick. came out of. Uh, I mean, that that actually was like the, the one the one you picked is like that was my one idea, which uh-huh. came out of like you know we'll have these these chop up sessions where it's like uh, what's a really ironic thing that you can do in a very sincere way, and so I'll sit there and I go, well, I could have a film festival for myself. We'll giggle about <laughs> it, and then we'll lean into it really hard. Uh, so it, yeah, it, it winds up with like a oh that that guy's a dick, but then then it com- it turns into something else like a way towards sincerity is through irony you know it's through cat videos that you get to some kind of like what uh explanation of life or some kind of i've epic never got the explanation of life <laughs> you're, watching, you're watching the wrong cat videos <laughs> no way <laughs> i feel that way well there is a connective tissue like if 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 you're able to say hey did you see that cat video and uh, the dude across from you who who you don't know has also seen that cat video that connection is that god reach that i'm talking about these mm-hmm. this way of connecting with big huge groups is this God thing I'm talking about? And and it is through irony. You can't just hit people over the head with God. They won't listen to you. You can't hit people over the head with love. They won't listen to you. The way... Uh, <laughs> that's a word you really can't use uh, <laughs> anymore, Sorry. 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 No uh, but I don't, I don't get the dick feeling when I'm watching the various art projects you've been in, involved in. I get... I'm a guy who is putting something out there in the world for people to think about and discuss. Mm. That's what I get from you. I don't get that you're hey, look at me or anything like that. It always seems to be toward a greater cause. At least that's been my that's been my feeling when I watch you. Yeah, but... You know, I, like the it, thing in New York where you were screaming about Donald Trump and stuff like yes. that. I mean, it started a conversation. It wasn't just, hey, I'm Shia LaBeouf and I'm mad. It was, let's have a conversation about what all this means. Yeah, I'm using my celebrity as, uh, as cat videos. I'm using my celebrity as that connective tissue where we can actually have that discussion. That is what's going on, yeah. Okay, yeah. now this is where Jensen comes in. Okay, now... I address this because I'm not doing this because you're in the room, which I think is going to come into play a little. Before I entered this radio show, I was an idiot comedian who thought that the not famous thing was dumb. Mm -hmm. And so explain what the not famous thing is. He opened a art exhibit on Beverly where he would wear a paper bag over his head. People could come in and say whatever they want about him, which was in response to a plagiarism uh, I guess people saying that you plagiarize something. I definitely did plagiarize Daniel Klaus, yes. A- and people came in, they were able to say whatever they wanted to him. Right. And so I thought it would be funny to rent the space next door Whoa. and <laughs> do the same exact... Did you know? Well, do, well, well, this all ends good. This all ends good. Wow. And so I decided to open the exact same art exhibit next door to him with the same exact things in it. But when you got to the end of it, instead of Shia LaBeouf, it was Jerry O'Connell, yes. which I thought was very funny. And we taped it and I rented the space next door. Oh, I have a story, but keep going. <laughs> what I wanted to say to Shia... And I've never, in any of my comedy of making fun of anyone, which I've done too many times in my life, have I ever regretted one. And only in this case have I, because I have been turned around a complete 180 about your art. Because at that time, I was like, this is BS. Dude's doing it for... Because I'm I'm in art myself. And I thought this was a stupid thing. Everything since then, I've been impressed by. I think everything (laughs) you've done has been incredible and great. And as someone who made fun of it and dogged it so hard, I have been... I'm embarrassed by what I did. And so much so that I, today, am going to make a donation to Sacred Spectacle and everything in the name of my stupidity. Hey, you touched me deeply, bro. Is there an apology, Jeff? I apologize greatly. No, you don't need to. Oh, you touched me deeply, bro. He's felt felt this for a long time. Yeah, man. He's like, very stupid. So much so that every time another art exhibit pops up, I go, I was so dumb 
because I, even people like we I know who you work with now like I know that you have built this sort of body of work that's really impressive and I I we I don't think I saw the vision and in oh. in time obviously you've had your bumps in the road and all yes. those things but it, the vision of your artistic your artistic ways and what you're doing here all of it to me is much bigger than a stupid joke I made. You touch me deeply. But also, let me uh, apologize on air. Don't say that either, Shia. Can't say that. Sorry, like sorry, it. sorry, sorry. <laughs> so you but, tried to take it out on Jerry? Yeah, I, well, I didn't take it out on him, but I saw him one time at a coffee shop and just kind of like, <laughs> I, I like looked him in the left eye for like 45 <laughs> seconds, like, I'm going to suck your soul out of your face. Uh, but but so Jerry O'Connell, big love, bro. I didn't know. We are, uh, I really have, it, it, in the best way, from someone who thought he was funny by being a hater or whatever I was, mm. Complete flip. Whoa! Now, hey, this is a this is as big a moment as that hey, for me is, as well. Hey, for you. me as well. <laughs> hey, it means a lot you. to me. You guys hey, thank kiss. you. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good performance, artist. Hey, we can. Man. Uh, but no, I, I appreciate what you're doing. Whoa! Yeah. Hey, thank you there very you much. I appreciate yeah. you. How much response do you get, like Jensen's, which is what you're doing is crazy. I don't get it. I'm going to make fun of you. Yeah. I imagine you get a lot. It's of less yeah. now. I hope. I would assume. But but that specifically because it was the first time. Mm -hmm. It 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 hit because I was sleeping in that gallery. Right. right. So I would wake up and in my narcissistic uh, scrolling of myself on the internet, I thought we were doing something cool, and then I saw Jerry Connell, Jerry O'Connell opened his thing up right next door, and I wanted to go uh, ac across the hall and be like, my my dude, what are you doing? Like I'm fighting for my life right here. <laughs> um, uh, but and so it really it hit me hard. I was in wow. that room in a gal. Just picture, I'm in a gallery. By by myself the artists aren't even there it's just me alone in a gallery with these paper bags and people playing music through the the crack in the door of the floor because they would sleep outside with me um and, and so um yeah, I remember him showing up and people telling me that he was showing up and me being really it hurt. I remember it hurt. And then and then I developed like callous, a uh, callous towards that kind of stuff later. Um, so you uh, had to learn how to deal with it yeah, because it just eats yeah, you up if yeah, you don't. Yeah, well, yeah. I apologize for making you feel that way. No, hey, man, this is bigger than that. This is way bigger than that. <laughs> this is supposed can, to happen. You can watch Stand By Me again. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. We're all back. Yeah. <laughs> Shia, you, keep, uh, you stay so busy with all the various things that you got your fingers in. And how is how much of you is still interested in acting? Because most actors, that's all they're obsessed with is act, acting and fame. That's yeah. all most actors care about. It yeah. seems like acting is a small part of your life. Uh, no, I, I see they were throwing dirt on my back. Yeah. So I, I wasn't allowed to be the actor that I wanted to be for quite a while because my behavior was so cockeyed. Uh, so I've been sort of surviving in independent film for a long time while I tried to transition out of like michael bay blockbuster into meaningful work that sort of touched my sensibilities for the last five years I've, I've been able to maintain like a an output of films that i really respect and wanted to work on uh the movie that me and bobby made being one of them but yeah i've been really blessed in in in, in that i've been able to work with filmmakers that i that share sensibilities with me on projects that i really care about and roles that i really wanted to do and i'm trying to keep that trajectory live and maybe move back into bigger filmmaking with the same sensibilities uh like a like revisiting it kind of thing but yeah i'm so still trudging i'm still like a working actor i still audition and things like so that. so you can still be satisfied you still enjoy the work and your and your best movies are still to come this is my craft yeah at, at my base level at my core i'm an actor and that's really what i'm about i'm a i'm a hired gun 
What a fun time every time Agreed. Shine comes by. The best. We, hey, we really you. always enjoy you, man. You have such an interesting perspective. And, Bobby, it's really nice to meet you. Hit one more time for people who want to come down and see you and see Jaden and see uh, YG and uh, David Blaine and all the rest the weekend after next. SacredSpectacle.eventbrite.com, SlossonRec.com, at SlossonRec on Twitter. Uh, thank you guys for having Jensen me. Jensen really is a dick.com. No, it just went, it just went up. Circle, it just went up. It's all okay I now. have no control over it's it. It's all okay. <laughs> that was beautiful, bro. Thank you for that. Sounds thank like a, a great event. We'll definitely be checking it thank out. You and you're going to be live streaming it, too, which is the best. Shia, yes. Bobby, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Appreciate it. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Remember the Shia LaBeouf times, you guys? Rules. Those were fun. It was a good time. Hey, I wanted to mention, um, we thought we were going to have Tony Hale on the show show today, uh, Forky himself from Toy Story 4, but unfortunately, uh, Mr. Hale was uh, under the weather and is. Uh, we are attempting to reschedule. So for people who are excited as we were to have Tony back on the show, we do hope to have him in the next few days because we love that dude and we can't wait. If you miss any part of the Kevin Bean Show, we do have a podcast you can check out at radio.com because we're so good when you're not listening, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, the best. Plus Tony Hill best. and Freddie. You can, mm-hmm. you can download it today. And that's, that's not, crazy. That does, it doesn't work. <sighs> Allie's here with our final look at what's happening now on a Wednesday. Well, what's, what's happening is um, neon green fanny packs. What? I'm what? sorry? Right? Huh? Neon green fanny packs. You think about the 80s, that's what you think of. I thought it was only me. You know what else you think about? The movie Twins. Remember that movie? Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito, They yeah. sure didn't look like twins. They didn't twins. look like twins. That, that was the title was a joke. <laughs> that was cuckoo. That is funny. I feel like since, thank you, sir, uh, since that movie came out, they've been trying to remake that movie. I'm fascinated by this. Well, I'm telling you about it. Um, Does it say why they've been trying to remake that movie? My sunglasses were damaged. Uh, because he, he wants to be able thing. to uh, afford new sunglasses, which were damaged <laughs> on the set. A lot of people okay. didn't know that. Um, very expensive. Um, uh, because the movie was great. It really oh, was. okay. And if you can think of, like, stars now that would be wonderful in it, um, like maybe Aquaman star Jason Momoa. Good for you. Who revealed his love for twins at a panel discussion during Celebrity Fan Fest in San Antonio. And he would love to do the movie... And um, he'd love to do it with Peter Dinklage. I'm I feel in. like I'm in on that, too. I'm so in. Yeah, What's going on? A fan asked if he would do it with his co-star from Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage. And he said, effing, tell me where to sign. Absolutely. <laughs> That'd be amazing. So, I mean, let's just put it out to the universe. It has to happen. What okay. a day. I'm sorry? What a day. What a day indeed. It has been a day. What was the... Uh... It's not the same movie. It's not twins. But what was the the Siamese twin movie? Was that oh, stuck Greg on you? Is that on Greg you. Kinnear and Matt Damon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was originally that was the... a bad movie. One, that was not a good movie. No, right? two, okay. but it was originally supposed to be uh, Woody Allen. And, what? Yeah, it was supposed to be like Woody Allen and George Clooney originally. That's <laughs> very different <laughs> to me. Is very funny. And then when it came out, I was like, oh, that's not those two. <laughs> All right, wow. so not a good movie, but Twins with Schwarzenegger, that was a good movie. Yes. Also, yes. Okay. Junior is a better movie than you remember. That's Junior. the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant. Oh, no. That's it can't be good. Right. It's better that than you think. It can't be good. I mean, maybe I'm laughing at it, but it's better than you think. Hmm. Hmm. That is funny. Oh, he okay. agrees. Yeah. <laughs> He's in. All right.
Um, I'm not saying that um, Kevin and Bean are not who I'd want to get my sad breaking news from. How dare you? But Kevin and Bean are not who I want to get my sad breaking news from. (laughs) However, that's exactly what happened with Christina Applegate. And she talked about it a couple days ago on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And she brought up when she got uh, the horrible news that her show, Married with Children, was canceled. That show was on for, uh, what, 11 seasons, right? Yeah, 11. Did you have a big, like, finale, like a series finale like these shows seem to have now? No, man. I actually learned that we were canceled from the radio, but not like firsthand. Someone had was listening to Kevin and Bean. Oh, I and, was on that and show. Kevin, I heard. Oh, yeah. Kevin and Bean knew before me. They know everything. And they said something, <laughs> and then someone I knew had heard it on Kevin and Bean, and then called me to tell me that the show was canceled. So oh, no. that's how they operate. You get the bad news from Kevin and Bean. From Kevin and Bean. That is not what you want. And oh. how did Jimmy get through saying they know everything without, without killing laughing. himself yep. laughing? Also, that was hilarious. when she, he says, "I was on that show in disgust," she says, <laughs> in, oh, yeah. "In disgust." She goes, oh, yeah. "I heard. I, I heard." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not your, not your, sh- your brightest moment. Not yeah. your best. Days. I heard. I love it. I love it all so much. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. All right. Um, Ed Sheeran pulling out all the stops for his upcoming album, Number Six Collaborations Project. We already knew the big names that he had, Justin Bieber, Bruno Mars, Chance the Rapper. But yesterday, he released the official track list for the album. By the way, it comes out July 12th. And it features some more heavy hitters. Cardi B. What is going on? Well, I'm telling you, Cardi B, Camila Cabello, Travis Scott, Khalid. Eminem and 50 Cent. Come on, Khalid, everybody. Thank you. Khalid, Thank you. good job. Thank you. How about uh, that? Meek Mill and a boogie with the hoodie. And Skrillex. Like, wh- what? And Sheeran all over the map on this. All right. I it's love great. That. Sounds awesome. I love yes. that. But it's so interesting because I think most people, if they were to guess who his duet partners would be, they would expect more like a Taylor Swift mm-hmm. type person. You know, more a singer-songwriter is the is where we picture Ed Sheeran, but this is apparently where his love is. Uh, a few He's years hip-hop. ago, a few years ago, he tweeted, uh, one of my favorite albums ever is Bubba Sparks' Deliverance. That's a choice. Really? Yeah, he's like okay. in, he's wow. in that hip-hop world, yeah. Wow. Does that hold up, Jensen? Rap yes, correspondent? The, the second one, not the first one. The okay. ugly one, the one that everyone heard, the like hit first album, not does not hold up. Second one, Deliverance does. He's Whatever still happened wearing all those teeth. Bubba Sparks? Mm-hmm. No, he now has lost a ton of weight. Mm. He looks great. He married uh, a Miss Georgia that made the press because okay. he, he looks oh. he's, he's kind of like a stud now. Oh. So like it made a big deal. His wedding pictures, very attractive wife, and he's very attractive now. Still raps, still does shows. I saw he was playing in New Orleans recently. Bubba okay. Sparks with the glow up. Yeah, he do, he definitely did glow up. Nice. Yeah, that's also a slang uh, man. Slang man. Feel yeah. free to use that in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. You see something trending on Twitter, like TV show, and you think, wow, a lot of people are watching that. Especially when it's the top trend in the U.S. on Twitter for seven hours as it's airing. That's what happened to the MTV Awards. But uh, here's the thing. That doesn't really translate into ratings. Because here's the problem. The 2019 MTV Movie and TV Awards in the ratings department fell 46% from last year's simulcast among young adults. That's, that's a uh, lot that's a of... big number. That's <laughs> a big, beep, yeah, it's a lot big of number. Uh, average 3 million viewers across linear and social platforms, which MTV is kind of glomming onto. Like, hey, but look, we were the top trending 
topic and the most social show of the night. So. I am nothing without my following. And right. that woman was there. So, oh, oh, that's a bummer sound. You guys, a Warner Media is close to a deal that they're saying might be worth around 500 million bucks. What's going on? To pay Hollywood hitmaker J.J. Abrams. I love it! As you can imagine with uh, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, you want to kind of latch on to someone that can yeah. make movies for you that has a track record like yeah, um, so. Lost, Alias, Westworld. And then you've got Star Wars The Force Awakens. He's doing The uh, Rise of Skywalker coming up. J.J. Abrams is a guy you should be throwing all the money to. Yeah, it sounds like they are. Which is apparently what they're doing, yeah, worth around $500 million. Under the deal, Warner Media would reportedly get the right of first refusal for his future productions, and it's unclear if he would still be able to direct films for other studios. I'm thinking $500 million, no. I think you, <laughs> at that point, own J.J. Abrams, I like and that he's just working for you. I like that they're paying him $500 million, but still reserving the right to say, I, we're not going to air that. Right. You can take it someplace right. else. He, <laughs> he, he doesn't really miss a bunch. No, like, they no never, true. He doesn't miss not. it. Yeah, every, even things like Fringe or Super 8, things that don't stick onto his resume are still big money makers. Yeah. Crazy. You guys, dogs are lying liars who lie. Dogs are lying liars who lie. And more lies and lies on top of lies. You know when you are mad at your dog, they did something and they give you those puppy eyes mm. and you immediately feel bad for everything you've done in your well, life. I mean, that's pretty much the eyes that come with all dogs. Yeah, that well, is true. That well, is true. no. Oh, those oh, no. puppy dog eyes <laughs> are a product <laughs> of evolution and they were designed to manipulate us. <gasps> <laughs> University <By> of Portsmouth. <laughs> Listen, University of Portsmouth researchers found that while modern dogs have developed small muscles around the eyes, which allows them to raise their inner eyebrows, which gives you the mm, look. What? That's something new because they evolved from wolves who have nearly zero comparable muscles. Dogs have learned to do the sad eyes to manipulate us. And I say... I lick my dog's butt? Oh. I say that. <laughs> it's really no, odd. It but... just proves that dogs are the best over and over and over again because they learned through time. Like, listen, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get extra snacks. That's, that's brilliant, that's right? That's awesome. I don't think who Bean knew? believes it. Bean, do you not believe it? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's science, I'm telling you. I mean, she is, I don't it is science. I, yeah. I mean, look, here, here's what I'll say. Mm -hmm. I do think that dogs... See, I don't really understand institutional memory. I don't understand how each dog doesn't have to learn it on its own. But it sounds like what you're saying, Allie, is as a species, mm -hmm. dogs have learned how to make a face that is effective in getting humans to do what they want to do. Yes. And that seems pretty far-fetched to me. Then explain wolves. Okay. I mean, <laughs> right? Explain wolves. You have, a few, you now, have a few minutes left in the show. Explain wolves. <laughs> Explain go. wolves. And it's start. on you. Go. I'm sorry that I can't. So I guess I'm just going to have to <laughs> accept your premise. Okay. That puppy dog eyes are fake. Uh, no, they're not fake. They're learned. And I think that's even better. I love that. I okay. love it so, so much. So they're not lying liars who lie, then. They're just manipulating yes, us with but, their pretty faces. Yeah, but they're also lying through these. Why the you lying? For these new muscles that they've gotten over time. They are lying with our eye muscles. That's true. Okay. <laughs>
Explain wolves, Kevin. Go. Go. <laughs> you All have right. four minutes. Explain wolves. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Hugh Dancy, Zoe Saldana, Paul Dano, Macklemore. Remember at 5 a.m. when I said Felicia Rashad and I said it just doesn't sound right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because it wasn't right. What? And all you monsters. I've called her Felicia Rashad forever. What is her name? Now I don't remember. <laughs> what? Like Felicia Rashad? Felicia. <laughs> What's happening? I didn't need to add this. I could have just kept going. Oh, I apologize. At least you haven't sullied the name of Dr. Bill Cosby. <laughs> Are you tripping balls? Wolves, go. <laughs> and Paula Abdul. What's going you on? have lightning in a bottle here. Thank you. But you're not committing to rehearsing. Oh. And that is a mm. responsibility that you should all take very seriously, especially when you are as talented Thank as you. every one of you. Okay. I want you to succeed. You have magic together. Okay. Commit to each other okay. and show everyone how okay. damn talented you are. Okay. Good advice going forward. Listen. As long as today's show doesn't count, we'll mm. do all of those things starting tomorrow. I'm going to tell you I felt like I was pronouncing it wrong and then I got from at Big hair, big care, which I kind of love because it's usually big hair, don't care. Anyway, she wrote, I think it's pronounced Felicia Rashad, which is exactly what I thought. But then you guys were like, no, oh, we're monsters. For a minute. You're, it's right. I, for a minute, I thought I was right. But then big hair, big care on Twitter told me the expert on Felicia Rashad. Now I feel Felicia. stupid. Now I feel dumb. Listen, if you go after Big hair, big care. We're going to have some issues. All right? So you're saying it's Felicia, not Felicia. That's what I'm saying. Bye, Felicia. I don't care. I don't oh, care. wow. Never have you been whiter. Never. Bye, Felicia. No one says that. It's by Felicia. But that's not how she pronounces her name. Well, she's wrong. She okay. is wrong. Listen. Yeah, she's going to have to change. We're not on the air, right? No, no, no. Okay. We got off minutes ago. What's Tell me about wolves. That's what's happening. Thanks, Allie. A 5 p.m. commercial-free hour is happening thanks to a random act of helpfulness from SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show on Thursdays. We have uh, Jensen with Get Up on This. What's going on over here, Mom? (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember uh, people's names, and now they're saying that there's a thing called face blindness, which I'm going to latch on to and make it my excuse. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I have face blindness. It's in the news, man. One of the candidates running for president says he suffers from face blindness. Same. And I'm going to ask you guys this question tomorrow. Should that disqualify him from being president? I think so, yeah. I mean, seriously, if you can't (laughs) tell, if you go to the G20 and you don't know the leader of Japan from the leader of China, I think we've got a problem as a nation. And you're kind of racist. Or you can have assistants, uh, like she had, Meryl Streep had, on Devil Wears Prada. When she would go to events, she relied on um, both of her assistants Plus to help her with Fluffy, names. Plus tickets for Fluffy, Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> like, she couldn't remember a name, and they'd be like... And your tickets to the Disneyland Resort. That's the guy from... Tomorrow morning. Europe. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.